What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Thursday Night Crimson Capsules. Thursday Night Roski. The second longest running, the second longest running episodic program here on YouTube. You in here with the Bruce Wayne in this ish. The king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth. Yours truly, the notorious one, a.k.a. Mr. Coachellini. New, 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 new Better known as the prognosticator, Coach Radamus. And you're in the desert storm bunker with none other, than, none other than EWF. That is every woman's fantasy. And also, I'm CGA, which is he got a lot in a 10-time demonetized <laughs> champion of YouTube. Today, we're going to have, well, we're not going to have as much fun as we had the past two evening services. But we're going to have an interesting topic that we're going to explore about the man code, how the man code protected, and how women want men to protect, how the man code protected men, women, and children, and the society at large. We're going to take a look at a quick examination of the past, and we're going to paint the past and not so such a rosy picture. And we're going to actually look into the future and the present to see if indeed the man code and patriarchy was the solution, was the right answer, or do women in their independence want their independence? Are they asking for independence today? And are they getting what they actually wanted, right? Which is the non-protection of society and men and masculinity. Yeah, we're going to take a look at that today. It's going to be an interesting topic. So do me a favor, hit the like button. Hit the like button. And to contribute to today's show, dollar signs, the notorious CGA on the cash app and Vimo is Coach Greg Adams CV and PayPal is PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams and that be pinned to the top of the live chat on the free agent lifestyle channel where you can super chat on the notorious new, 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 CGA new world channel. All right, we're going to have some drunk history going on here. And yes, things are going to be taken out of context, right? There's not going to be a, a, a timeline, a historical context. There's going to be a lot of reading between the lines. Ninjas is going to come in late uh, talking about this and, you know, you might, you might learn something today, but uh, we're going to take a look at this patriarchy, this men protection, the man code, all right, and how it prevented, you know, the, the checks and balances, how it prevented uh, some of the things that we're seeing in society today, permitted uh, promiscuity, permitted or controlled or uh, had answers for some of the things that we actually don't have answers for today, like sexless marriage. Sexless marriage is one of those things that actually protected women and actually protected men. We're going to see what course of action that people used to protect people in the interest of marriage and all of that stuff. We're going to look at the Puritan values and all of that stuff. We're going to talk about courtship and dating. We're going to talk about PUAs. We're going to talk about pickup artists, pimps. We're going to see how they were established in our society and where these bad actors, where these men came from, right? How did the pimp rise to prominence in the United States and, and, and then into the community of especially poor economic downtrodden African-Americans. How did the pimp rise to prominence? We're going to talk about that. Um, and uh, adultery, poly, concubines, harems. We're going to talk about that, man. We got a lot going on here. Women and children first. A, a lot of the things that women are asking men to do without the reward, getting the reward of the woman, the divine feminine, but telling us that we need to protect women. This is an interesting conversation here. What's going on here? Okay, um, with that being said, let me get to some earlier contributors to today's show. Shout out to our brother, good old P.I. Double, says, but coach, wives don't want sex because she's unloved. All right, that was from other, that was from earlier in the show. Um, the, the prominence, the, the, the pushing of the romance industry 
and the marketing marketing of romance and love. Yeah, it's a lot going on. Shout out to No Government Name says, did you catch that Ron DeSantis called Nikki Haley a Millie Mouth during the debate last night? His staff is Coach Gang Yang. What? I got to check this out. Wait a minute. Is this true? Is this true? <laughs> Wait a minute. I got to go find that. Ron DeSantis. Did he call Nikki Haley a Millie Mouth? If he would have said muskrat, I would have ran out the building, Ninja. I would have ran. All right, hold on for a second. I'm going to see if I can find this. Uh, let me see here. What's her name? Nikki Haley. Uh, she NWO. I'm pretty sure she is at this particular point. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> All right, Millie Mouth. Did he call her Millie Mouth? Oh, man, I got to see this shit. I want to see it. Oh, they ain't going to have it. They don't have it all segmented yet. Oh, Jesus. All right, I would have had to give Ron DeSantis my vote if he would have. I wish I could pull it up. Man, Ron DeSantis is Coach Gang Yang. All right, shout out to Ron DeSantis. If he would have said muskrat, I would have been, <laughs> I would have known then. I would have known, okay, they watching me today. They definitely watching me for sure. New, 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 new world order. He called her me- mealy mouth, not Millie mouth. All right, I don't know. Either way, <laughs> either way. If he would have said the muskrat, because let me pull up Nikki Haley. She do look a little little mealy in the mouth there. Let me see if, let me see here. And she look a little beady eyed too. All right, let me pull her up. All right, she got, yeah. And she is she African-American? She's as much, uh, she's as much African-American as uh, Kamala Harris. Uh, here we go right here. There's Nikki Haley. Her, her mouth is a little mealy mouth. I want to see what that mealy mouth does. <laughs> Let me see what that mealy mouth do. And she a little beady eyed. Yeah, I get it. Yep, yep. <laughs> that would be funny. Trump 2024. Ninja. Hey, 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 DeSantis, yeah. New, 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 new world order. All right, her and Kamala come from the same culture. <laughs> All right, and uh, thanks for them ninjas to vote in Kamala Harris, Ninja and Joe Biden. I will never forget. I'll never forget. All right, what are we doing here? We got uh, some earlier people here. Let's see if I can say his. Let me see who is it. Who is this? No government name. Okay. He says I don't have to read it out loud. All right. Okay, all right, appreciate you. All right, somebody said, thank you for shedding light upon the madness. All right, I got you. He said, I don't have to read it out loud. I appreciate you. I'll keep it private. And uh, I had to read it. Thank you for taking a moment uh, for to sharing that. And he says, uh, yeah, man, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you very much. And then we do have a super chat. What are we doing here? Albert Wesker says, uh, women don't want protection, but expect us to rescue them in many ways, right? We saw that woman, 52 years old, 53 years old. Talking about, I want to find my love. I have a life. We can live our life together. I was like, like you're, she's talking like she's 20 and got like 50 years of life. She literally 53 and got 20 years of life. Mm. <laughs> We're not going to rescue you. Just say you're broke. <laughs> Let you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke. Yeah. Dead, flat, stony, broke. I've got $3.85 in my purse. Yeah. Just say you broke. Shout out to AJN says, this is for takeout Thursday in the goofy Ling Ling that wants to get dominated. Shout out to her. Yes, indeed. I'll dominate her. Justin O says, a woman at my gym said she likes to get dominated. He says, Ninja, I almost deleted myself on the bench press. This show telling my life story. If I don't know, is there's one thing that I'm, I, I'm trying to try to find a fine line 
is to, you know, tell men what the truth is without hurting a man's ego. Because a lot of men are in a situation where they just not getting experience. They came over, you know, you might've been like a uh, MGTOW or you might be like an incel involuntary. I'm going to say an involuntary celibate because incel is kind of a pejorative at this point. All right. So you're in a voluntary celibate. You're frustrated in the marketplace. You're part of the bottom 50% of men, or you've been divorced and you've been out here single and struggling, right? You're dating app frustrated. So I'm trying to tell guys, I, I tell you about the dark side. I tell you about uh, women. They sneak around. They fornicate. Watch. I'm going to tell you about this sex addict coming up later. Um, and they like to be dominated. This idea about men in size, right? Which we go, you know, why do you want to feel safe and protected? Really what we're talking about is sexual dominance, right? There is There, there are women who cannot share publicly that they want to be submissive. But it's only for a certain guy. It's either you have a certain look, quality, style. Um, it's why people date people of other races. There's some sort of, there's a culture there related to that. It's really, you got to explore and go back. Remember I told you, um, everything happens because of two things, money and sex. That's it. That is the basis of everything where everything starts. When I say everything, I say, I mean everything. That That's always involved, either one or the other or both. And a lot of decisions that people make in mate selection, have to, including women, have to do with sex. And if it if she's not considering sex, it's money, right? So those are one of the two things. Meaning, it doesn't we're not talking about millions of dollars. We're just talking about consideration of money. Now, most of the time, it's both. But if it's not money, it's sex. So anyway, uh, we this is why we don't want to over uh, overthink it. And that's what it is. So when we talk about when a woman says, "I want him to be six three and above," she's talking about dominance and submission, <laughs> pretty much. She's saying, I can only submit and love the lion and beauty of the beast. That's it. <laughs> or I can only love a man that can support me financially. Or both. Somebody said, read my secret garden. You'll never look at things the same. You know, I, I want to read that. Thank you, Scope. Oh, I still got super chat. Shout out to you. Oh, Justin O. You know what day it is, Ninja? <laughs> it is take out thursday oh i didn't forget ninja you thought i forget oh i didn't forget ninja i didn't forget it is take out thursday and this is where we honor my yellow fever the feline feminine them nice pieces of calico those manipulative sexy vamps the women of the industry all right those nice petite and so sweet Ling Lings, hello, let's go, Ninja. <laughs> At your service, Ninja. Yes, indeed. Uh-huh. Yes. Let's go ahead and show it on the screen right here. There it is right there. Oh, what we working with here. Let's see what she said right here. She said, guys my age. All right, she said, okay, hold on. Let's turn the music off. She says, guys my age. Oh, guys way older than me. Oh, okay. Oh, look. At Lord have mercy. Oh, sucky, sucky now. Wait a minute. Guys my age, back up. Okay, guys way older than me. She got to have an OnlyFans. All right, yes, look at, oh, okay. Oh. Geisha girl. All right, Jesus. Yeah, listen. She, she, hey, sign me up, ninja, sign me up. Who daughter is this? Coach, that's somebody's daughter. All right, I know it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's see. 
Come on. All right, anyway. <laughs> and she ain't lying because I got one. Uh, anyway, let's see right here. They just said this AI. Could be. All right, but uh, by the way, this is a Ling Ling that definitely had to pay her rent this month. Uh, uh, can you see this on the screen? You cannot. Ling Ling had to pay her rent this morning. Oh, no, man. Damn. This is uh, live from the CGA Gentleman's Lair. Uh, rent is due. Always. Rent is always due. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Yeah, man. Hey, sometimes you got to pay for books how you need to pay for them. I don't know what we doing, Ninja. Hey, man, listen. I don't put this shit on the internet, but live from the Desert Storm Bunker. Live from the from the gentleman's lair. Live from Bruce Wayne's palace. All right, rent is due. All right, anyway, uh, she said, she said. What kind of fuck you give me? Yeah, man. Hey, listen, it is what it is, man. Some people got to get, you know. (laughs) Oh, man, boy, what a rip. Hey, listen, (laughs) somebody got to. You got to figure out how to hit that bottom, man, to do shoot. But then enough to tell, hey, it is what it is. This is a family show. And look, y'all putting that on the internet. It ain't me. All right, boy, I tell you, man. Hey, somebody got to pay. You got to pay rent. How how you got to pay it, man? Listen. <laughs> oh, man. This wild as hell, man. Anyway, this is all consensual. Uh, What are we doing here? We got a great show for you lined up. What is the first part? And we're going to get to the stuff uh, a little bit quicker, but let's go doom and gloom CGA. How about we do a little doom and gloom CGA? Where is it? Where is it? Okay, here it is. Let's go. Doom. Doom and Gloom CGA is back. All right, here we go, man. Look, new, 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 new. Sharing on your screen right now. Uh, apparently, they're gearing up uh, for some military action over there in Europe. They expect some NATO action, and they're gonna start calling men to action very sure. World War One, Europe. World War Two, Europe. World War Three, Ninja. New, 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 new world order. Uh, Sweden, Sweden, Sweden. All right, I'm Inga from Sweden. All right, Generation Z overwhelm hotline after country told them there could be war. New, 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 new world order. Gen Z said, hold up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Jesus. Who are you? Uh, Gen Z said, not me. We ain't going. Let's read the story right here. There they are there. Oh, where's the Swedish bikini team? Sweden's answer to Childline was inundated with calls from Gen Z after senior defense officials gave a speech urging their countrymen to prepare for war. New, 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 new world order. Uh, BRIS, a child's right organization, provides support and advice to young people with mental health issues and facing teenage pregnancy. But it reported a rise in calls. After videos of senior defense figures warning of war circulated on TikTok, and Carl Oscar Bolin, the civil defense minister, told the, I can't even say this, conference on Saturday that there could be war in Sweden. New, 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 new world order. For a nation for whom peace has been a pleasant companion for 210 years, the idea that it is an imminent, uh, consistent, 
uh, sorry, immovable consistent is conveniently close at hand. But take comfort in this conclusion um, has become more dangerous than it has been for a very long time. He added, are you a private individual? Have you considered whether you have time to join a voluntary defense organization? If not, get moving. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> Sweden is set to join NATO as soon as July, ending more than two centuries of neutrality and ushering in a shift in a national psyche towards greater military and uh, militaryism. Yes, its government has pledged to meet NATO's two percent of GDP defense spending target by the end of the year, doubling what it was in 2022 or 2020. It says right here, they should have given advice to kids. Well, unfortunately, Gen Z needs to arm up. They caught on there and they was like, uh-uh. You big dummy. <laughs> we ain't serving nothing. Gen Z panicking right here. So it says right here, they should give advice to kids. It says war can also come to us. He said these serious times require clarity of vision, capacity to act, and persistence. Clarity of vision to understand that Russia's goal remains the eradication of a free Ukraine and creation of a Europe in which it might uh, might end right. Might is right. With buffer states of spheres of interest, well, I don't know if you know. I mean, listen, Sweden just got into NATO. Uh, well, they just got qualified into NATO. They definitely have been had to ward off the Russians. Uh, they definitely were part of the uh, USSR at one particular point as what they described as, you know, people are going to say, no, not really. No, they've been buffer states uh, as part of the USSR. They were a buffer state at one particular point with a small period of time of control. So a small period of history where they were under the control, but they just served as a buffer state. And it was kind of like, hey, you either act on what we're talking about or we gonna fuck you up. All right, that's what it was right there. <clears throat> but, um, and this was long, long, long time ago. Uh, and you got to understand the history of these countries have been going on for thousands of years. So um, there's been a lot of shifting and polarization of this area because uh, the Europeans love the fight. Them Caucasus Mountain peoples, they, they, they love fighting since barbarians, okay, and mongrels and all of these people over there in the other parts of Russia. But, yeah, man, look, they're telling them, hey, listen, joining NATO, we have to have a certain defense. We have to spend a certain amount of dollars. Like, and not only that, um, if you're a part of NATO, you have to respond to conflict. If you're a part of NATO, you have to respond to conflict. conflict. You can't just be like, protect us, kind of how women are doing. We're going to talk about how women are doing. Women are saying protect us, but putting no skin in the game. They're not giving up anything. They just say, we're free and independent until you need to rescue us. Uh, that's what Sweden's position is, and they're trying to warn the young people, uh, yeah, we're going to be protected from Russia, but at the same time, y'all just need to start enlisting. You got to fight. <laughs> right? You got to fight. In order to be, get protection, you got to put skin in the game, and you got to put life on the line. That's how it works. Uh, neutrality is not an option anymore, essentially. <laughs> right? Neutrality is no more an option. They're saying it. We were neutral for 20, 210 years. Today, we need protection from crazy-ass Russia. As a result, get your ass armed up. All right, Gen Z's like, no. No. <laughs> oh, man, it's crazy. All right, but anyway, man, this is crazy, crazy, crazy stuff, man. What a world to live in. What a world we live in. What are we doing here? 
what's going on. All right, so that's Doom and Gloom CGA. Oh, another article that I want to highlight here in Doom and Gloom. Sephora kids, isn't it interesting? Your boy, Coach Greg Adams, is ahead of the game. Wasn't I just telling you guys about Sephora? I was just telling you guys yesterday about Sephora. And here we go, an article about Sephora. Man, they don't call me Coach Radamus for nothing. Sephora kids causing mayhem. And these are Sephora, Sephora girls, by the way. Causing mayhem in makeup stores with, quote, mean girl antics. Staff bullied by aggressive preteens. Uh-oh. Wasn't I just telling you this? I was like, man, go to Sephora. It's nuts in there. All right, it's like an all-out. Them girls be still in lip glop, eyeliner, bullying. The, they be out there going nuts. Women are young women and preteens, teenagers, and young women. They addicted to Sephora. I just told you that right there. All right, it says customers and employees of popular beauty retail chains like Sephora and Ulta are taking to social media to air grievances against the influx of preteen girls wreaking havoc in stores. Gen Z is litty. I mean, they, they crazy. And by the way, this is some of Gen Alpha at this point. This is mostly Gen Alpha, as a matter of fact. They're talking about preteens. It's not the fact that they're little girls in Sephora because makeup is subjective. There's no age limit to it said a Sephora employee from Tennessee. It's more about what these girls are reaching for when they're in the stores. It's also the way that they're uh, treating the workers within it. The 21-year-old employee added, you see these kind of mean girl antics from these (laughs) 10-year-olds. I told you MK Ulta and MK Sephora. In recent weeks, the video sharing app TikTok has been flooded with viral videos from women discussing their personal experiences being bullied by preteen girls aged 9 to 12, dubbed Sephora kids, while shopping for beauty products. What did I tell you? And who are they bullying? 21-year-olds. Like, listen, man, these women are a trip. All right, you got your own little store with your own little makeup. It'll be perfect utopia. And guess what? You're getting bullied by preteens. Oh, my God, these preteens. Man, if you don't, you need you need men to come in here to guard your little store of makeup. Man, these they can't do nothing without complaining, brothers. They had their little utopia and their little makeup, and they were like, oh, we got our little eyeliner and our mascara and foundation. It'll be the perfect thing. There'll be no men in here. There'll be no men. It'll be just women. It'll be perfect harm- harmonious. And guess what? Nine-year-olds are smacking back 22-year-old women (laughs) for toenail polish. (laughs) Right? I I literally said this yesterday. I literally said this yesterday. I said Sephora is wild. (laughs) It's a wild-ass place. Women of all ages up in there, man. It's It's a damn battle royal when you walk into Sephora. And here we are. It says current and former employees have also shared stories about dealing with these young customers saying that they make a mess of the stores, display rude attitudes when they don't get what they want, and strong-arm their parents into spending hundreds of dollars on products. Let you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke. (laughs) Dead, flat, stony broke. I've got $3.85 in my purse. Uh, You see this aggressive demeanor towards older people, an employee said. This level of disrespect, this level of disrespect 
that you've never seen from a child to a woman. Like, they just simply don't care. There it is right there. There come The preteens are coming. They're in there rolling all over us. We can't do anything. Look, look, they can't even handle preteen girls. They can't even smack back preteen. <laughs> the teenagers are coming. Oh, my goodness. Who is this? This is an employee. And look, young woman, full of hair and makeup. They have their little store, and they're getting ran by. It says right there in, in uh, several... It says, uh, the woman witnessed Sephora kids push other customers out of the way to reach a product first, open and contaminate sealed products without buying them, and have had them abruptly interrupt, right, had them abruptly interrupt when they were helping other customers. Customers In several videos, viral videos, women called for beauty stores to impose an age restriction to enter banning uh, anyone under the age of 18. <laughs> man, I tell you, man. Uh, the woman said that the issue stems from social media influence, which is the reason girls are flocking to Sephora, all seeking out the same products. They are following a trend of lemmings. And I don't think we're where, where we're seeing this fascination come from. Okay, all right, thank you. I'm messing up the reading. It says this dermatologist who posts TikToks about skincare weighs in on young girls' growing obsession with beauty products intended for adults, saying the phenomenon is definitely concerning. Yo, <laughs> this is all the stuff I talk about. Again, this is the stuff that men and patriarchy prevent. Because we've been telling you, I've been telling you that these preteens, these young girls, they're getting started early. I was just having this conversation. I said, they're... Remember, I showed you a couple videos, and they're like, they want their hair and their makeup. I was like, why do they need hair and makeup? Why do they need anything? They're, they're 12, they're 13, they're 15. Go to school. But what's happening is this is a part of the dark side that's rising. This is a part of the black market that's rising. And now they're complaining about it, but it's too late because they let that shit go on way too long, right? And some of these people like Sexy Red got some of these ridiculously lamed lip glops and I've been seeing it because I, you know, I have a teenage daughter myself. And so I see the impact of what they're watching, TikTok, social media, just, just killing these young girls. This is why I tell you, man, y'all thought Gen Alpha was going to be the difference. They're being highly influenced. This is Gen Alpha. These are your ladies, guys. These are your ladies. And of course, they're selling peace leave and feed pictures. They're already selling peace leave and feed pictures right now. I showed you videos of this. this I'm proving my point. This proves my point. All to get Pookie and Chad Jr., right? The dark side is rising. We're going to see this worsen. Extensive, ex wait, extensive, expensive skincare routines and makeup have become a symbol of status for Gen Alpha, driven by a desire to fit in with peers. She also blamed influencer culture and brands as the most culpable. Not men, not patriarchy, not Playboy, not all of this stuff. It's their, I'm telling you, man, they they really get they really get bit by their own hand. And here's a picture of Sephora with a bunch of flatbacks. Look at all these people, these muskrats. You got ninjas in the back here. All right, fat women, these women, and, and they all run into the makeup so they can look good on Instagram. Take a look at the picture. You see the picture there. You got flatbacks. These girls look like they're 
13, 14. These girls are in the 16 area right here. You got all these fat, regular-looking women running there. You got a flat back guarding the door. They're trying to let the little people in. Like, look, when you see a line like this, I was just talking about it, bro. It's so, it's so funny, man. I gotta definitely got a pulse on culture here. I might not know my pop culture, but I got a, I got a pulse on the culture. Last point that says right here, she said the most concerning behavior among preteen girls is the use of retinol, exfoliating acids, and multi-step regimens that she said are, quote, way too harsh for their normal, healthy skin. I'm concerned that not only by the damage these kids are doing to their skin with products that are inappropriate for their age, but also for the psychological consequences with being so focused on appearance at such an early age. Ninja, send it. Yep. Yep, here we go, man. Send it, brothers. Send it. And it says right here, of course, Andrew Tate was the problem, right? She said influencers likely don't know their audience consists of elementary age school uh, kids since TikTok lists a minimum user age of 13. What's happening is that they're that you're kind of seeing that parents don't want to discipline their kids. I, what I tell you about these puss ass parents, but they also don't want you to do it. It's a child at the end of the day. Well, not so much. Yep. The moms are on it. Guys, guys, you're talking about a nine and 12 year old. That means the mom is um, 29, 28, could be 28, 30, 32. This is the sabotage of the daughters. We were just talking about this, bro. I just talked about it. And there you go right there, brothers. Hey, man. I'm telling you, brothers. Um, if you think it's going to change back anytime soon, Gen Alpha is already doomed. Like, Gen Alpha is going to be Gen Z on steroids. You think Gen Z is bad, Gen Alpha is about to be in a predicament. All right, you're going to need the Lord to come back. You're really going to need the Lord to come back. Do me a favor, hit the like button. That's doom and gloom for the day. Yeah, man, the competitive marketplace is just too competitive. It's, I mean, the competition for looks, followers, uh, high-value men, attention, is just too high. Man, I was watching. I was watching a video on um, YouTube, and um, I was editing my stuff. So a video suggestion came up. Of course, it was a nice little ling ling. I clicked on it, and she was going down a water slide. I might be able to pull it up, but I don't want to promote her page. All right, how how could I pull that up? You know, what I have to do. I have to sign into my other account, and um, it's on my history. I can go into my history file. <laughs> All right, so let me see if I can go into my history, and um, I pulled it up. And, of course, it had tons of views. And what happened was, yeah, I, okay, so, uh, of course, you heard conversations about her being a child. And they had to address it because there she is right there. Uh, set, take out Thursday right there. Take out Thursday. Here she comes down the water slide. And there she is right there. Oh, give me some music. Give me some music. Yeah, right there. All right. And, uh, yeah, I'm folding. I'm folding. And uh, videos like this get millions of views. Videos like this on YouTube get many of views, millions of views, and of course I caught it. But I did catch that tattoo right there. You catch that tattoo, and she got, she definitely got a boob job, right? So I can catch these things pretty fast. Now, 
There were some people saying this is a child, obviously, because she's doing a child activity, right? A water slide. It's a child. She's petite. She's small. She looks neotenous. She looks like a young woman, a very young woman. She definitely looking like an underage 21-year-old. Okay, but <clears throat> the person who posted the video had to comment and say, this, it stop calling her a child. <laughs> right, so it says right there. Stop calling her a child. She's 21 years old, has a tattoo, breast augmentation, and an OnlyFans account. Stop calling her a child. You are old. She is not young. She's not young. All right, so let's go back. So this is where we're going. Now, here's the deal. Think about the Sephora girls. Let's go back to, to CGA. Let's go back to what I'm talking about. That woman is not even 10 years older than the Sephora girls they're talking about. We have to remember, what do I always tell you? These people have, these young people have devices that have the same videos that we watch as adults. As adults, the kids are watching the same shit. So the Sephora girls are watching her get millions of views and attention. Wait till we get to the later part of the show, because this is going to come back. And they're going, I want titties. I want BBL. I want, I want makeup. I want my, I want that. This is the, guys, this is where we're at. And to, to be frank, just wait till I get to the conversation here later. This is normal female nature. We've seen this many times in history. And what it does is it makes them choose that in place of safety, security, and protection from the man. Okay, it is really, really crazy, right? So somebody said Louis Vuitton creating future customers. Yep, I'm telling you, man. And so they're going to look at it. 21 OnlyFans. Guys, these women, these young women, Gen Alpha, are going to be in 10 years. In, in, well, in, in six years, legal adults. Six. The oldest Gen Alpha is going to be in six years, a legal adult. I know this shit scares you. I have to think about this because I have kids in this age group. Well, they're in Gen Z. They're, old, they're younger Gen Z. But in six years, Gen Alpha, the girls that are pushing women in Sephora are going to be on OnlyFans. You guys got to realize it's happening. Somebody said four years. Let me see what the youngest, the oldest Gen Alpha, oldest Gen Alpha. Let me see here. Gen Alpha years. See here. Yeah. I mean, it could be four years. And I told you, uh, uh, born in, uh, let's see here. Where's my chart? Born in 2010, 2010. So right now you got 14. 2010 would be Gen Alpha as the youngest. So 14, so four years. And I've been telling you guys, these girls see everything. I, I, just, just as I'm telling you guys, I know you don't want to hear it. There are 14-year-olds preparing to start OnlyFans. Mm. There are 14-year-olds selling feet pictures right now. I've already played videos proving this. So it is... It's, it's a concern because men don't see it. You think that there's hope in the future. You, a lot of people think, and I'm like, nah, bruh. Gen, Gen Z, the youngest Gen Z is 15. Okay. The youngest Gen Z is 15. All right, so let me get, let me get back to the show. I know people are going to be, people are going to be wilding out here. 
I, I'm the one talking about this, man. I know. I've somebody Black Blick Panther says sick truth. It's the sickest truth out here. And uh, yeah, man, yeah, you know what I mean? Time keeps on slipping. We forget about it. By the way, a legal adult four years ago just started COVID. Right? A person that's turning 18 today was a COVID kid in 2020. Like, it's wild as fuck when you think about it. Right? It's wild as hell when you think about it. And these are the future. It's the future of our country. And as you thought, Gen Alpha is already off on the wrong foot. And they did not blame any men for this. They blamed the mothers, the parenting, and they blame TikTok. We're out of it. This is all their own doing. They're shooting themselves in the foot. Shout out to Jaime Torres says, people don't forget to donate what little you can for this great information and edutainment. Also, like and comment for the channel. Thank you for that because you truly know how to keep these things going. The channels, the algorithm. Yes, a little comment, a comment for the algorithm always is helpful. The Real Fitz Styles says, what's up, coach? I think getting Elon to pay child support will be tough because he takes loans instead of income and complex asset structures indeed. Yeah, it's going to be complex. They're going to have to to settle. They're going to have to settle. But again, um, I did see an article somebody shared with me and they said 700, uh, one of the child support monthly income was $704 a, wait, $704 million a month, right? Now, even the article said from a person that knows how to work in the child support system, they're saying, yeah, that would be the highest, but we would never be able to set that amount, <laughs> right? We would never be able to set that amount. It's, uh, it's not feasible. So they said it would probably whittle down to like $230 million a month. Or, and, or they're actually going back and forth to see who has actual jurisdiction. So Texas and California's family court system right now in the law, they're, they're actually having conference calls to figure out who has the jurisdiction, which is what Elon Musk is challenging. And they're saying at the very least, one of the children will be assigned to Texas. Two of them will be possibly signed to California. So that's where you get the obscene number where the woman could, she could literally get a, she could get a, uh, what, what it would be here, seven, eight, nine figure monthly, nine figure monthly, nine figures a month in child support. At that point, Ninja, you need to break up child support, <laughs> right? At that point, it's ridiculous at that point. Yeah, $230 million a month. Like, that would be like, well, we can't really charge them 704 There's complex things here. So that wouldn't be feasible, but 230 it seems all right. Yeah, it's wild as hell out there. So Elon Musk has a fight on his hands. Uh, let's see here. Who is else is in here? Deshaun Rose. Hey, coach, great tournament show for the women. That was fun. But the gentleman in me, which is the loyal Latina one, I think we'd make a great couple. Yes, indeed. You liked that. You liked her. All right. Deshaun Rose. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir, brother. <laughs> Deshaun Rose is starving for them Latinas. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. All right, I got to click something off. I hope my computer doesn't restart. Mr. Albert says, tell them preteens. I was a little ninja. Oh, <laughs> he says, I wish. Okay, tell those preteens. I wish a nigga would. All right, yeah. Them preteens, if they come in there and bump me. I wish a nigga would. Indeed. 
The dictator says, just let coach cook. I promise the math will start mathing. One thing about me, one thing about me, I talk about things that you might not see or you might not wish to see. You might disagree. You might have hope. And I don't blame you. But there's one thing about the stuff that I say. Inevitably, it's going to come true. And probably sometimes it's 24 hours before it highlights. I've done this for many years, and I will mention something, and the next day it will pop up. And I'll be like, I'll mention this. I have a thought about this, and it'll pop up. And then I'm like, look at this. We were just talking about this. You know why? Because I'm, I'm, I'm watching what's going on in the world. My name broken down. I'm going to show you this. People don't know. Let me see here. Let me see if I can look this up. Uh, look at this. Do you guys know what my name means translated in European? Look at this. This is my name translated. This is my government name. This is my given name. This is my name given to me. This is my father name. We share the same name. Look at, look at the definition of my name, and this is certainly true. And if you take into other considerations my astro- astrological sign, take into consideration my intelligence and wisdom, take into consideration who I am and who I descended from, that is my name. In fact, this name is given to popes in the past because of the definition, the watchful one, vigilant, all right? And I do live this because I'm, I'm watching and I'm going, I'm, I'm paying attention. Most people are, you're not paying attention. You just existing. For me, I'm, I'm going, whoa. Like the things that I say is to have you vigilant to protect yourself or protect society at large. I'm watching going, whoa. And then I see, and then I say, and then people think I'm crazy until given time, it will be true. Given time, it will be true. All right, most of everything I say, there's you guys are hoping that, oh, well, it'll all work out. I'm telling you, it's not. It, it will happen. There's, there's always consequences and repercussions. All right, my name also says uh, I like pink toes. <laughs> it does say pink toes and flat backs welcome. Oh, and Ling Lings and Latinas and chocolatey. Uh, 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 introverted black women. Introverted. All right. Anyway, yeah, that's what it says. It also says, "Acknowledge me." <laughs> Somebody said, "Uh, I believe in astrology." I really don't. I can't tell you many signs. I can. Re- I can't tell you what signs correlate with what. But I'm a Libra, so um, I do know that. And the Libra is the what to balance the scales. The scales. So if you think about my personality, I'm always trying to bring it balanced. But some people are trying to add God, Sky Daddy, hope, what should be, what could be. I never have that. I say, where's the balance? All right, let's make it fair for everybody. But also, there's consequences. That there's trade-offs. There's never going to be a fair a resolution where everybody feels like it's going to be fair for everybody. But what's the safest? What's the best course of action? That's me. And that's you, Ninja. And that's you. All right. All right, anyway, what are we doing here? Did I get everybody? I did. We're going to start cooking here. What is the next segment? Because we're going to get to this main event pretty quickly here. 
In These Streets. All right, In These Streets is another segment. In These Streets. I'm going to have to start making an intro for In These Streets. But this is where it's going to get weird. The show's going to get weird, of course. You're going to like, not all women. We're going to start off with this guy right here. This guy is a uh, guy says here, he has Riz. This guy has Riz. All right, we're going to talk about Riz guys here in a moment. We call them bad actors. And there were certain protections to prevent guys like this from gaining prominence in our world. So for women that say, well, how come men are treated good because they have sex with a lot of women? Well, because women, right? That's why. Because women are loose. Women, thou art loose. And you're whores and skeezers. And you made a marketplace for bad actors like this. But we're going to talk about it. Uh, By the way, this guy is going to show you in real time his game. And I only will listen to guys like this say they got game if they can do this. Although most of these women probably are mud sharks. But let's go ahead and play the video. Nah, you know what I'm saying? My ex loved me. She Mm. still loved me to this day. You know what I'm saying? Like, So if you called, try to pull up, should answer? Right now. Do it. Yeah. Hello? Hey. All right, so right now you can see the woman there. All right, so he's calling his ex. Basically, oh, I do have to translate because he was doing a lot of rhythmic talking. You know, you know, yeah. All right, he was doing a lot of that. So what he says was, my ex loves me. She'll come through whenever I tell her to come through. All right, she'll come back to me whenever I want. So you see the woman on the screen. You can partially see it. It's a fat white woman, but that's neither here nor there. All right, let's continue. What's up? I'm P. What are you doing? Shit, I'm chilling. Hey, pull up on me right now. Where? I'm finna go to the house. Oh, you want me to come over? Yeah. Why you look so excited? Because I'm ready to see you. What? Yeah, you know how I do. I can take a quick shower real quick. I bet. Yeah! 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 What's up? What's up? Hello, hello. Let me see. I got caught one today. Uh, I know she ain't at work. Hello? You at the game? Yeah, it just started. Uh, pull up on me when you leave. Where you at? I'm gonna be at the house. Okay. Yeah! Ah! <laughs> <Fuck you laughs> me. Hello? Hello? Well, I was thinking about pulling up on you right now. Where are you at right now? Shit, I'm leaving Dallas, but shit. You know, I, I'm gonna come to you. That's okay. Alright, I'm gonna pull up. Ah! The craziest experience. All right. So, hey, listen, I'm going to give them credit, though, because listen, not there's not, not even game artists can pull this shit off. All right. He, he knocked down three. That's called receipts. <laughs> That's called receipts. All right. So that would be receipts. That's three for three. You got to give them credit for that in real time, in real action. Now, um, you know, we call him Keandre. Uh, he's more of a Ray Ray. He's not much of a pookie. He's more of a Ray Ray. And Ray Ray, the player, he proved he got the receipts. So you got to give it to him. And uh, this is what I'm talking about. Yes, if you're talking about it. I do want to see the women, though. I want to see what they look like. But he got a three for three. It don't even matter what they look like that at that point. If you can pull up three for three right there, you got it. All right, you got the Ray Ray skills. He said, that's just highlights. (laughs) Uh, Who knows, man? Yeah, I want to see pictures. But listen, we're going to give it to him. We give it to him. But here's where we are at. We're going to talk about how women got here and how they deal with the problems later on in their lives. It's because we talked about this when we did the tournament. 
They deal with men like this. And then later on, they want to change and pivot. And this is what happens, right? So you got women. You got one guy with the availability with a lot of women. He seems to have immediate access. Is he talking like, hi, hi, dearest, hi, honey. I want to have a long-term relationship. He's like, nah, just pull up. Just pull up. And they're like, all right. And that's it. it's interesting because a group of men don't think that that is going to be a, a way to do it. Oh, she won't respect me. But for some reason, okay, for some reason, women seem to be at that age attracted to that, and he is the winner at that point in their age. So this is just an understanding. It's no hate for the what he's doing. It's no hate for the women. But eventually these women are going to realize, oh, shit, he was, just a, he was just a player. And also they have other rotations of men as well. And then this is when they get to 28 and they start acting like a victim. And that's you. Right? At 28, then they want to put these guys away. So we're going to hear some other women talk about this in a minute. Um, even Glorilla says she's going to go through a period of um, celibacy. I mean, send it. So here we go right here. This is the woman that, this is another woman. This is a woman that says she's now 29. There's music in the background. Uh, she's a nice chocolatey sister here. You see her here. Lots of makeup. She's now going to say what we were just talking about. So take it back to Keandre. This is, could be one of Keandre's girls. Listen to what she's saying now at 29. Instead of at 21, 13, 15. 29, and I was in series seven. I might not have found romantic love the first time. I thought I knew I wanted. Now I really know I want. I want a nice guy. <laughs> I'm done with the bad boys, man. <laughs> I ain't got time. Last couple of years, I have been in my like single girl era. I've been in the streets. <laughs> I've been in the streets. I've done DMs. I've done the club. I've done planes. I've done trains. I, I, I've done it all. <laughs> I really have. Train. Something has to give. I am the package. <laughs> like, what else do I need? I mean, I'm 29. I love my age, but I'm pushing 30. I'm done with the yes men. I've dated enough of them. I don't want someone who just listens to his boys. I need the leader, not the follower. I don't want to take anymore from men. <laughs> I, honestly, like, I'd like to step back into my lover girl era. Valentine's Day is coming. I don't even have a Valentine. Do you know what I mean? And that's you. <laughs> See, now, so when we talk about the man code and protecting women, and, and we talk about Keandre, patriarchy already had systems to prevent this right here. Right? Patriarchy had a system to prevent this. Now, what we have today is the red pill. Because now the red pill are saying you hit the wall, you're a leftover woman, and we're trying to use old science and data to negotiate women back. But we're going to talk about how brutal it has to be in patriarchy because women are, we're going to acknowledge how men kept order. Yes, it was brutal. Yes, there were some bad actors. Yes, it was ugly. Yes, women were owned and controlled. But that was the, re the reason why they did that was to prevent this. The reason why they did that is so that they didn't have to rescue women. They didn't have to protect them. The system, the order, the man code protected them. Okay, so here it is. She's in these streets. In these streets? She's did planes and train games, been flown out, DM, Pookie, Ray Ray, Keandre, Tyrone, Orgies, and whatnot. Now, 
She wants to run back from the streets. In these streets. You see what I mean? Let's talk about it later. We'll got this right here. Speaking of Keandre, you know these ninjas. You know you ninjas, man. Look at you ninjas. Check a look at this woman here on your screen. Again, when we talk about patriarchy, when we talk about the man code and chivalry, chivalry actually had a system, was a system to prevent this. There was a system to prevent this, meaning there was punishment. There were consequences. You couldn't just do this and have a simp protect. We're going to go ahead and roll the film here. Take a look at what you have. You have an old, big, fat white woman, obviously. You know she who's going to be right next to her, a ninja. But there's more to the story. Kim, why don't you tell me while you're meeting can this you, guy, David? Like yeah, come on. Can you leave, please? Are you, my fiance, my fiance of seven years is cheating on me. Okay, so obviously she's not with you. So I think you should leave. Sir, we sleep in the same bed every night. So tell me she's not with me. Well, nothing, nothing's happening here, so you should leave. So I understand what you're saying, but I don't think you do. I've been with this woman ten years. Yeah, we've had our ups and downs, and now this gentleman's here at a motel saying they're just going to dinner? I don't think so. Right, but you should leave. You're not staying here. Excuse me? Respectively. This All right, so what you saw here. Hey, Kim. Uh, there it is right there. So you saw it was a ninja. She probably met him on a job. You know, she works for Human Resources. She met him on a job. Keandre coming over to split her guts there at the Holiday Inn Express. He followed her, and now he's confronting her. Of course, there's an issue. An employee comes, and he stands in between her. Now he has to do what? Rescue her. You see the difference? You see the difference? So patriarchy prevents this and punishes this accordingly. There's a repercussion. There's a man code that would have said, if I came up and say, this is my fiance with this ninja. Nobody, that guy doesn't stand between me and her. He'd be like, oh, that's your, that's your business. You need to get your bitch in check. But when the man, there's no man code, guess who steps in front of the adulterer? Well, he's like, well, you know, why? Because I don't want no incident on my property. Why? Because we don't want you to touch her. She, she don't deserve to get beat up and punished, which nobody does. However, there used to be a punishment. There used to be a system, a man code, that even the guy would have been like, oh, word? And they also would have probably had to deal with the dude as well. That would have been the man code. That would have been chivalry. That would have been protection. However, now you have the rescuer. Now you have the simp stepping, standing between personal business and a woman committing adultery right there. You see what I mean? The simp enforcers. So there's no more man code. So they're allowing this to go on where women say, hey, no, nobody can stop me from doing this. Not even you. Nobody will stop me. Nobody will punish me. And then they do it. But then when she gets in trouble, let's just say Keandre chokes her out and leaves her lying there in the hotel room. That's a very extreme uh, thing, but it could be done. Let's say Keandre treats her dirty. Let's, let's say Keandre gets out of control. Who protects her then? Ladies, who protects her then? Let's say she does this and does this and something happens to her. Now she's on the news and she's a victim. And it's like, I tried to stop her. Let's say Keandre impregnates her. 
and he runs off. Who stops her now? Who helps her now? Now we got to come to the rescue. So it's a complicated thing here. It's a very complicated thing. But look, she's unabashed. She's unapologetic. She don't give a fuck. She's not apologizing. Why? Because she knows she about to get that pipe from Keandre. Why don't you tell me while you're meeting this? <laughs> oh, look at this ninja right here. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir, brother. <laughs> look at this. Look at this ninja sneaking around. You know he live at his mama house. You know he know he wrong. You know he knows he's wrong. You know you wrong for this, homie. And you was just. Yeah, that brother stopped. You had to give you some porker. <laughs> and of course, 22 years old. He like 22, 24. Easiest piece of puss. And of course, this ninja tells me he got game too. I got game, coach. My women pay me. My women booked the hotel room for me, ninja. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this, bro. You should be ashamed of yourself. You don't, can't you get a girl your age? Oh, man, I like older women, all right? But look at the older woman. <laughs> ah, y'all ninjas ain't shit. Y'all ninjas ain't shit. Don't ever, don't ever try to challenge me. Y'all ain't getting nothing out here, ninja. Y'all getting scraps. He said he's 16. He definitely worked. He got a little, he got a little goatee here. <laughs> You caught red-handed ninja out here with that big-ass porker. Old 42-year-old broad. Engage. I get pussy for free, coach. <laughs> I get pussy. You get it for free, hunky, Andre. I knew it. I told you, ninjas. You can't fool me, ninja. I've been around the block. Broke ninjas. I told you what broke ninjas get. <laughs> All right, anyway. We got another woman in these streets. Let's let her sum it up here. She's got something to say here. Oh, look at her. Here's another, why am I single type woman? Here we go. You guys, can somebody explain to me why the fuck the only men I'm interested in are the ones who are cold, distant. They just give me like a little bit. Not near enough. And I want them. And I want them. But then there's so many men that would love to take me out or would love to get to know me. And they show me that. And I just have no interest. Like, why? What is wrong? What is wrong with me? Why am I the way I am? Here we go right here. And why you why you Mitch ninjas coach bashing young men? Ninja, that's my job. That's my job, you bitch-ass ninjas. All right, don't let me get on you bitch-ass ninjas out here. I'm tired of you ninjas. You're bashing men. You're bashing men struggling. I'm not bashing men struggling. Ninja, go get some money. Your, your problem is you're horny. Okay, you need to go get something to do. If I'm bashing young men, nigga, please live my show. Please leave my show. Ninja, you're not a protected class on my channel. You're not a protected class. You need to listen. All right, I'm tired of you ninjas, man. Y'all some weak-ass ninjas out in this world today. You're bashing young men. You need to be bashed. <laughs> right? The hell? You're not a protected class on my channel. You can catch this wreck, too. Y'all some sorry Mitch ninjas out here, for real. And the reason why you got problems is because you're not listening to me.
It ain't bashing. Is it, is it woman bashing? No, I'm putting them straight. I'm setting your bitch ass straight too, you Mitch. All right, you're bashing us. You guys are some weak ass ninjas, man, for real, sensitive. You think I'm going to protect you from doing stupid shit? You think I'm going to protect you from doing stupid shit? <laughs> My goodness. Unbelievable. All right, hold up. Let me get you some cottonelle toilet tissue today. Hold on. I'm going to get y'all some toilet tissue. Give me, a, give me a second. Let me get y'all some toilet tissue. Give me a second. We getting y'all some toilet tissue today. We getting y'all some toilet tissue, you softy-ass ninjas. Snowflake-ass Gen Z. Here we go right here. Let's go. Toilet tissue-ass ninjas today. Here we go. Here we go. You fatherless-ass, weak Mitch, toilet tissue-ass ninjas. I got y'all. I got tissue to burn. Here you go. Y'all need some help? You want fat women to bang? All right, here you go. Um, you want me to... You want me to clear that? No, we just talking about man code today. We just talking about man code, and you over here talking about bashing, and you ain't did shit in your life yet. Unbelievable. Charming-ass ninjas, you're bashing us. Take your soft ass over to Andrew Tate's channel if you need to, but it ain't here. We just talking about man code. But you want to bang fat bitches and then get a pass? It's our only option. And you can't even defeat where the Sephora girls at. <laughs> Cottonelle ninjas. Crying. Y'all so y'all so wussies out here, man. The Cottonelle, these Gen Z, these Gen Z Sephora girls whipping your ass today. Bashing. Oh my gosh. Where's your suppository at? Side of these baby ass ninjas. You think I'm a baby you on this channel? I'm not baby. We, we doing grown man shit over here. You got some babies. <laughs> I'm tired of these baby ass men, for real. You scared, and then you watch my show in anonymity. Never donate, but you, I'm bashing you. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Just good Lord have mercy. Here you go. Yeah, screw fit, screw a woman. Guys, when we're talking about man code, do we punish, men punish adulterers? Like, if you're going to fuck someone's wife, that's your ass. This, this woman is engaged to another man. We don't allow men to fuck other men's wife. That's part of the man code. That's literally part of any gangster mafia code. But you want me to not bash Ray Ray, Pookie, Keandre, because he's struggling at getting women? But it's okay to bang a fiance? Uh-uh. No. I always tell you, no, we don't bang any other men's wives. We don't bang other men's wife. The mafia had that code. Ninja, that was code for you getting your throat slashed and your tongue pulled through it. That's man code. That's punishment for you. 
But you talking about bashing. <laughs> That's biblical. Thou shalt not cover your neighbor's wife. Thou shalt not covet your neighbor's. That's biblical. That's man code. That's part of the patriarchy. See, you guys want women to cooperate and submit and be part of the patriarchy, but you don't want the consequences and repercussions either. That's man code. Ninja, that's how you get death. But I'm I'm bashing. You ninjas don't want women. You don't want order. That's why y'all losing out here. That's why y'all losing. <laughs> but you know why? One of the reasons why we allow this is dating coaches and PUAs. I know people are going to be mad, but listen to me. Because I'm going to talk about this later. You think Riz and all this bullshit is good. It's not. It's part of the man code was to squash that out. What would a game coach and a dating coach be? What would it be? In a, in a, in a world before, they would have been charlatans. They would have been snake oil salesmen. Men would have ran them off after revealing that these people are shitty people. Gypsies and people that came into your town with liver oil and sold it as a cure. These are the modern day bad actors. And they were dealt with. They were dealt with. That's part of the man code. But you bitch ass ninjas are sitting there. Oh, you're bashing men. Uh-uh. Men get bashed too in the patriarchy. <laughs> men get order too in patriarchy. That's part of the game. You can't just say we control the women and we get to do what we want. Oh, no. Part of the code of man is to keep men in order. Yeah, there's some things that go on. But nah, you don't get to just do what you want and the women are over here just submitting. <laughs> anyway, you guys don't have no discipline. Well, part of manhood was to, and, and by the way, there's so much I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna let you guys know. But you guys don't want, you guys don't want to win. There's some guys who don't want to hit. They don't want to win. You just want, in your world, women to just do what you want. That's not how it works. At all. Continuing. On this young lady. Because this is what you men allowed. Now, this is what men use patriarchy and men code to protect. This is how you protect. You, you have a father figure. This is somebody's daughter who admits she's struggling in choosing mates, who only chooses Pookies and Chad Juniors, the men that don't pay attention to her, because we allow this to go, then you men who are sensitive lose out on women like this. But then you want me to get her in line. You want me to create a world or an environment where they submit and listen. Or you want me to accept you losing and going out there banging porkers to get your rocks off, then that's the only thing you can get. I get banging a porker, but if that's the only thing you can get, you need to go back to discipline. Because obesity is just normalized today. There wasn't that many big women to go practice on back in the day. Most women were somewhat fit. Even back in the 80s and 90s, you didn't have this rate of obesity to go practice on. But here you go. Another one of these women here, now she's 25. I don't understand. 
there was a man code that protected women from this type of behavior. Now she's on the internet saying she doesn't understand. Why? You have no father. You have no male code. You have no leadership. And you've been gone on doing whoredom. You've been whoring yourself out for, for over a decade, even as a teenager, and now you don't understand. Why, do, why am I like this? You know why? Because you're a skeezer, really. I'm getting frustrated, you guys. I'm going to be, I'm literally going to be single for the rest of my life. Yes, you are. Yes, you were. You're going to be single the rest of your life. Yes. Live with it. Live with it. Let's get back to the next part of the show right here. Uh, this woman. Here's another one, guys. Another one. Um, and they're sharing this on social media. By the way, who's watching this? We now established that preteens, we now established that preteens are watching this content. They're watching it and they're influenced by it. So TikTok, these, these videos are eroding the next culture of women. Right now with dating, it's like, I'm not like in the streets, but I'm on the sidewalk. I'm not inside. <laughs> I'm on the sidewalk. Sometimes I like fall into the streets on accident, but I always make my way back. I am right now with dating, it's like, I'm not like in the streets, but I'm on the sidewalk. I'm not inside. <laughs> I'm on the sidewalk. Sometimes I like fall into the streets on accident, but I always make my way back. Yeah, I always make my way back. I'm on. She's doing the voiceover. She's doing a voiceover. Yeah, another. I think if I'm looking at her hand correctly, there looks to be a wedding band or an engagement ring or some sort of ring on her hand. All right. They think this is funny, but it says, I mean, I don't think this is a wedding. It says the single life there. It says the single life. I don't know if this is an actress or something like that or a reality star, but this is the current model of an American woman. This is where we are at. And there was provisions for this. The man code prevented this. Now, it did endanger a lot of women. We're going to talk about that because I do have to acknowledge that. A lot of women did get mistreated during this time. So this is why women are choosing this over that, over patriarchy, over man code. They're like, no, we ain't going to deal with that. Why? Because, yes, there were some bad actors. There were some men who took advantage of their power position. Yes, I will have to acknowledge it before I go into the grand part of the story. But here we go. We got another one right here. Listen to this. Well, here's an interesting story. So last night I went to this swingers club in Atlanta and like dead ass, like this shit's like no other shit. Like it's dead ass a club that you go and fuck in. Like literally you go in the club have drinks there's just a bunch of dudes walking around and towels and he can literally just go in a room and go fuck anybody like meet strangers and go fuck like that shit is crazy and i went with my boyfriend and my girlfriend and they let me get slayed dead ass shit's crazy hey bitch yeah uh pookie did run up by the way i see another person wrong in here i, I love it please super chat your bullshit the Jew code goes against the man code. It doesn't. It actually doesn't. I'm going to prove it to you. See, a lot of guys think they know what they're talking about, but you don't. But I'm going to show you in black and white. I'm going to show you in several references. The Jew code does not go against the man code. All right, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you. There's a way, to, there's a way that I'm going I'm to show you because people always try to get pigeonhole me and try to try to corner me. I'm going to show you in black and white that that type of thing does not <laughs> go against 
the man code. All right. And actually, there is provisions to protect and insulate this type of activity. We're going to show you and we're going to show you what it resulted in. All right. But uh, anyway, anyway, here you go. We have a guy. We have a young woman, light skinned or a Latina. I don't know what she is. She said a man took her to a sex party and she got train gamed. All right. But anyway, let's go. Train and uh, she watched it. There was orgies. There was debauchery and whatnot. Who took her there? Sounds like Ray Ray or Pookie did because he did show up later in the film. Okay. It showed up. Um, it showed up later in the film. So you heard, hey, uh, right. And there, there he was. So the type of men she's dealing with at this age is leading her to that. No protection. And what? She got defiled for free in a debaucherous activity. And later on, she's going to say, I don't know why I'm single. <laughs> right? Watch it. Well, here's an interesting story. So last night, I went to this swingers club in Atlanta. And like, dead ass, like, this shit's like no other shit. Like, it's dead ass a club that you go and fuck in. Like, yep. For free. Defiled debauchery. Yes. For free. Literally, you go in the club, have drinks. There's just a bunch of dudes walking around and towels, and you can literally just go in a room and go fuck anybody. Like anybody, anybody, guys. That's probably not gonna be good. Meet strangers and go fuck. Like that shit is crazy. And I went with my boyfriend and my girlfriend, and they let me get slayed. They let me get slayed. I went with my boyfriend and girlfriend. Again, the whole man code protection model is gone. Do me a favor. Hit the like button. Hit the like button. All right, because we're cooking here. This is going to be a very important show. We want to get to 1,500 concurrent viewers. But here we go. Somebody's daughter. You're worrying about the JUCO and somebody's daughter. We're going to show you what men did to make sure that these women were probably in a better condition that they were in instead of this. All right, so is this what you're, is this what you're saying is better than the JUCO? All right, this is, this is good. This is your man code. All right. Or the JUCO is bad. We're going to show you here in even Roman culture, Bible, and or city ordinances from the past protected women like this via the man code. All right. Now, was it the best? Is it the best? But no, we're going to tell you where patriarchy went with it. How they dealt with this? How did they deal with women like this? Did they let them get dragged by pookies and pimps? And players to orgies, they did not. Nor, nor would they allow her to get married later on. They would not allow her to get married. All right, somebody would have stopped this particular activity. They would have stopped it. All right, so uh, let's continue. Because if she's in Atlanta, she definitely got an STI at that party. She definitely got AIDS at that party. Dead ass. Shit's crazy. <laughs> Hey, bitch. Hey, hey, look, Pookie showed up right there. there. There's Pookie. And of course, where's she at? In a car somewhere in these streets. In these streets. Yep. There she is right there. All right. Let me continue here. We got a couple more videos. Oh, this is the woman here. Damn. It looks like my screen refreshed. Damn. I got to find the spot. Mm -mm -mm. Let me see here. I got to find the spot. Uh, But this is the sex addict. Oddly enough, take a look. Take a look. This is a sex addict. Uh, interviewed by Soft White Underbelly. And this one's got a Soft White over 
belt belly, over the belt belly. This woman is a sex addict. She's going to admit when she started to become a sex addict. I'm going to say this woman is not 30. This woman's probably not 30. Uh, but I want you to listen closely. She's going she's gonna to verify something that I've been telling you. And it's a sad verification here. Kids are uptight about sex? Um, yeah, I think so. Um, people act like it's such a bad thing, you know, and I'm, like I said, I'm a Christian Catholic, so I am conservative and I am religious. And you would think that someone's so religious, I go to church on Sundays, you know, but right after I'm having sex and right before I had sex and I'm not married, you know, so you would think, oh, wow, you know, so unholy, but no, God loves me. So at the end of the day, if Jesus loves you, that's all that matters. See, yeah, you know, the man code would have checked her at the door with that shit. Well, you can do what you want to do, but God don't love you. I mean, it's simple. All right, but we allow this type of bullshit in a, in a society where they can just twist their own word. Well, I know. I can fornicate before and after church, and God loves me. It's quite obviously he doesn't, but let's continue. And you're practicing safe sex? Oh, of course. All the time? I'm not ready for a baby or any diseases. Has hmm. anything like that happened before? Actually, no, I'm very clean. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. So you'll, you'll meet your partners online sometimes, or, or where do you find them? Yes. Um, like I told you guys before, I used to go on Kick, this you know messenger app when I was about 13, and I was in the singers, um, single smokers group on there. <laughs> but I also, before that, I was a cigarette addict. So oh. I would go in all types of groups trying to just find somebody who can't supply me with cigarettes. And I ended up going into a Newport singles group, which I thought it meant Newport menthols, but it actually meant Newport, Virginia. So, you know, what about to happen to her. Bruh. All right. So she thought it was Newport menthol cigarette sig at it. But it was Newport, Virginia. Yeah. How old did you? You heard it, right? You heard the age, right? You heard the age. I, I, I'm trying to show y'all. You heard what age she said, right? Yes, indeed. And I met a guy on there, and he ended up getting me a bus ticket. I think I was about 15 or 16. And he- See, this, this whole idea about 18, y'all got to kill that noise, bro. Y'all got to kill it. I'm telling you, they starting way earlier than that. You got you to gotta be watching them early. You got to be watching them early. Same with the Sephora girls. Why they, why they, why they robbing the store for makeup? Instagram, TikTok. There it is. 15 on a bus ticket. She got a bus ticket on a kick uh, smokers group addicted to cigarettes at 13. Now she's doing guys, these things where we call them, they call them uh, lead up drugs. It starts with the cigarettes, then the weed, then uh, then the then the life. A lot of their lives go left, and then they say nothing's wrong with it. And I'd be like, "Yeah, but um, show me what your therapist bill is." Pretty sure your life got fucked up after that, <laughs> right? Your life probably went left in a goddamn circle in a pretzel. All right, it for surely did. But here we go, fifteen, fifteen in a smokers group on a bus. To probably a pimp. How old do you think the man was? Gateway. Yeah, lead in. I mean, gateway. How, do you, how old do you think? I'm going to say this. How old do you think the man is that she went to see? Because she did not go see another young man at 15 on a bus ticket. 
Gateway drug. Thank you, man. I mean, what did I say? Lead in. Gateway. How old do you think the man is? I'm going to let y'all guess. <laughs> I'm going to let y'all guess. Put in the age, put, put in the age of the man that you think was the one who has now turned her out. Because this is the stuff people don't want to talk about. But it's happening. All right. You guys are naming the age right here. So she's addicted to it. She's in the smokers group. She goes to Newport, Virginia. So you already know what's going on here. It's probably a ninja. And let's see what age the man is that turned her out at 15. Here we go. He got me a bus ticket to Virginia, and he lived in a trailer park over there. And he was really nice, but he didn't even have any cigarettes, really. I mean, he just had meth. Hmm. But we ended up actually, it was like kind of, he was like kind of like my first boyfriend. Like, I really actually like felt the vibes with him. How old was he? Um, I think he was 32. So she got finessed. Again, the man code prevents this. The man code prevents this. Because they raised in the age of whoredom all the way up to 30, 32. But you got a 15-year-old on a bus on the way to a pookie to a trailer park or a Chad Light to a trailer park. And he don't have cigarettes. He has meth. And yes, she did it. And he's 32. I'm telling you, man, and you know, this stuff is happening all the time. This, by the way, this would be considered human trafficking because he got a ticket for her. She's a minor and got her there. They dad drugs and sex. And she's just, he said about 32. All right. I'm telling you, Cletus, it's, it's where we're, it's where we're at. But of course, now she's get to parade herself as some sort of hero because she's a, a sex addict. Right, and she's independent, and she's what empowered. But where did it start? That's where it started. It probably started way before that, because to go on a bus, to go to a meth house at fifteen, you have to have started getting poked on way before that. Man code, right? Here we go. You were fifteen. Yeah, but I mean, nobody even like I didn't know that was not that not normal back then. So like, huh. nobody ever said like. How old were you when you first started having sex? Like thirteen. Oh, the humanity. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Again, let's go back to the Sephora girls. What's the age? Okay, you guys got to start catching up with me. The age, Sephora girls. That's the age right there. Nine to 12. So when they get to this age, this is when they start needing protection. When they start, they're going to start needing protection at this age. 
not when they turn 18. That's when people start saying, oh, look out for them, and that's somebody's daughter. No, man, it needs to start at 9 to 12. Because if you miss the window, they are now eligible. Because here's the thing, they think they're grown. Unfortunately, you guys forget your time at this age. You think you're grown. You know what I mean? You think you can do whatever you want. Your hormones, people's interest, people finessing. I mean, you're. this is what happens. So this magical myth of mythical age of 18, you guys need to push it back to women need protection right at 9 to 12. Because right after that, they're going to get targeted for a variety of things. Now, I'm not saying they should be because what should be is not what I discuss on this show. Well, they should be, and people should know better. I, I trust that most people don't know better. It's better to protect them than rescue them. It's better to protect them than rescue them. Because to assume they know better is, is making an ass out of you and me. You got to start early with this shit or you're going to be in a situation where you're trying to figure out what happened after the fact. She already gone at 13. She was already gone. You know what I mean? This is wild. This is wild. But again, we, we don't have a man code and we're allowing women to keep custody of these kids, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, and then these women come out zooted, traumatized, and all of this shit, and then they want to blame dad for the absence. <laughs> all right? And I'm like, they was already done at 15, trust me. They was already doing vapes. They was already experimenting. They was already on social media. They were already doing makeup. They were already... Dropping, dropping their neck. They were already touching themselves. They were already dealing with Lily Lent liquors. They were already gone. They're already influenced. So to save them and rescue them is, is ridiculous. All right. Um, I hope you're I hope I'm making sense to, to this right here. Uh let's see here. We're gonna get into the man code shit right here, but let me check uh catch up with the super chats. Oh man. I hate to be the doom and gloomer here, but look, I'm I'm covering subject matter. People don't they they refuse to even cover this. If you dude will be like, what's wrong with these modern women? <laughs> what what where where do we start? What what age you want to start at? Well, let's start when they went to college. It's too late. <laughs> they already been messed up before that. No, they haven't because the law says I don't care what the law says, <laughs> right? The law don't mean shit. As soon as they get that phone in their hand, it's a wrap. You better really be paying attention to them. All right, let me see here. We got uh, some brothers here. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I got a lot of brothers here. Shout out to y'all. Macaroni Tony, I connected with some pale takeout on an app, but I think she was fake. All of her pictures, she wore a kimono. To my surprise, she was real. We enjoyed the horizontal time. No Uncle Earl either. Instead, she just wanted to go get some tacos. Sometimes I got money. Sometimes that's where it is. Sometimes that's it. People don't think so, but yes, I've experienced that too. Shout out to Dark Side Foundation Coach. You are the Apostle Paul of this sphere with the scathing letters like the evolution and the free agent lifestyle. Your speech at the 21 convention studios on how the commies removed the protector was Epic. Okay, if you remove the father, you get access to the child. Any influence, 
any bad actor. We're going to talk about the government as well because the government is our new protector. Right? They always have been a protector per se, but now they can influence us in many ways and, and monitor in many ways where now the men can no longer protect. All right, so remover of the father, the protector gives access to the children. And mothers are weak in their parentage, the majority of them statistically, and they are more likely to try to find resolve in, from the government and or uh, the pseudoscience community, which these people are predators. They actually are trying to create customers. So they see the access to the child as a lifelong customer. And then the mother and her inability to control her parent and then remove the father then the, these industries get to them. They get to the child. All right, getting to the child is the key to any, any, um, any, um, anything, to really anything. They're, they are the influential. Derek Williams says in Dallas, a 17-year-old Keandre unalived for his 17-year-old girlfriend three weeks after she gave birth and had to tell him that he was not the father he says they all belong to the streets. I was going to share that story, but I try to not share stories of men taking women's lives. Not that I don't want to highlight it. I just don't want to start it. But yes, I saw that story. Uh, a 17-year-old boy is not going to lose his life. He's going to prison. Um, he thought he was the child's father. Uh, and these are 17-year-olds. Again, another example. Both of these young people are 17. That magical 18 is, is already a line of demarcation of it's too late. Okay. So 17-year-old male, 17-year-old female, pregnant. She delivers a whole child. So that means she was somewhere pregnant at 16, fornicating way before that. You guys got to watch these, your girls. Man code says, watch your daughters. Okay. Woman code says, you don't tell my daughter shit. Now, he found out she, she invited him to the house to see the child. And she said, you know, they go back in the back bedroom and she says, hey, listen, I want to tell you, you're not the father. I'm and he and he took out the skinny pop pop and he unalived her. Yeah. So now you have another child, no father, no mother. Another chick kid raised by grandparents, and I'm pretty sure the grandparents, they're no older than 40. The cycle continues. The cycle continues. But, of course, you guys are trying to fix this shit, and you're trying to fix it with women who are way too old. In my opinion, I keep telling you this, if a woman's 32, it's too late for her. I mean, in my opinion, in terms of fixing. Similar, similarly, I said, if you're marrying Gen Xers to fix this problem between the genders, oh, we can fix it. If we promote marriage and marry old people together, I, I, I said this in 2020, it's too late. That's not a solution. If you're a man and you're 35 and you're trying to marry another 35-year-old, and if, you, if we continue this, we'll fix it. No, it's too late. That's not going to fix it. I'm sorry. It's nice. It's a nice gesture, but it's already, it's, that, if we just start marrying up 35-year-olds and 40-year-olds and Gen Xers, and broke women and single mothers with with uh, Henry's, right? I don't even know what the acronym of Henry is, but uh, that was the suggestion. All right, the Henry's with all these single mothers, it is not going to change anything. I said it in 2020. I said it in 2021, and I backed away from it because people were starting calling me hater and jealous. It had nothing to do with it. I said, that's not a solution. Who you need to affect are the women at 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. 
it's quite obvious, but you guys still deny me, <laughs> right? All right. It's a nice thing to marry these old people together, give them something to do, but that ain't going to fix the problem. Xavion says toilet, toilet tissue isn't enough for some of these soft Mitch snowflake ninjas. They need tampons to shove it up their front booties instead. Maybe up the Duke shoes for real. Man code was the original chivalry, not the opening doors for women BS. And that's a fact. Um, um, People that take chivalry, and I'm going to talk about that later, they're saying men aren't chivalrous anymore. Ma'am, you were a piece of property when men were chivalrous, (laughs) right? Men, women, you were, ladies, you were a piece of property when men were chivalrous. You had no rights. What are we talking about? You couldn't just walk down the street and have a ninja jump off his horse. You weren't even on a paved sidewalk. (laughs) But that's what they want. Men to just open doors and uh, my fair lady and madame. And, and here's my horse and carriage, and here's some flowers. That's not chivalry. That is not chivalry. All right, the Dark Side Foundation says, for the idiots who think the JUCO is, isn't man code, read to them what Moses told the elders to do to the Israelites who worship the golden calves. And he says it's Numbers 31, 17, and 18. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it up. I don't know if I'll be able to read it, but um, 17, 18. Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, a lot of people says it, it says right here. Something about that. I don't know if I can read it because I if I read the, if I read it, it's going to be all messed up. And I'm not prepared for it, but we're going to we're going to discuss it. Shout out to Xavion says normies can't fathom how girls got great groped into the Epstein shenanigans. He says the vast majority of them were willing when. And he says uh, there were no victims, only volunteers. Again, I mean, listen, uh, because, you know, it's tough for me to talk about this. Because people then say victim blaming it. This is all liberal gobbledygook. If you, if you, if you study the Epstein story at, at the high school level, when they were in Florida, I believe they were in Boca Raton or they were in uh, Palm Beach, Florida. If you look at what happened there, you're going to be mesmerized as to how this could happen, right? You're going to be like, wait a minute, because I can't imagine this happening at a high school here, but it's part of the conversation. At that point, he found one woman, one young lady on the other side of the bridge. That woman recruited more women, more young women to go over there and do that. And they did it with, where were the parents? Where were the parents? Because these are high schoolers. Like they they would have to account for whatever this time was for them doing this activity. How did they get there? It's wild. You're like, what? (laughs) And some of them, the mothers knew because these women had extra money. And how they get on a plane. Like, there's too much, too many questions. There's too many questions. But people don't want to answer. See, again, they don't want to, it was Palm Beach, Palm Beach. When we start asking these questions, then people be like, well, well, it don't matter. No, 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 no. How they get on a plane? How they get to, to an island? You had to have the mothers. 
You have to have a you have to have somebody let this go. Same thing, same thing with Brooke Shields. She just came out. Did you see the Brooke Shields documentary? She divorced the father. Brooke Shields was out there taking nude pictures at 10 by Playboy magazine. And the mother then pushed her to do nude roles, nude, nude movies at 15. I mean, the shit is wild, bro. Shit is wild. He said the parents were with him. Probably. They got on the plane, too. They probably on the list, too. All these names we don't know. They probably on the list, too. They probably on the flight log. Thank you, Tats. He said a magic carpet ride. It's like, it don't make sense. But when you start asking questions, then they, don't want, they want to back you up. I, I get it. I'm not blaming. I'm just saying, we got we to gotta ask some questions. Can I ask? Nope. They don't want to do it. See, you don't want the discussion. But really where the protection comes from is the patriarch, the father. But again, sins of the father. There's a lot of fathers that did not do well. They did not. They did not honor the man code themselves, which led to abuse of women. We're going to talk about it. We're about to get into it in a minute. So the abuse of women is why we have a problem. People overstep their authority. People overstep their boundaries. Okay. Uh, no government name says, we are bombing Yemen right now. Reports, um, it says American ships being hit with surface to surface missiles in the Red Sea, which has been a problem here for a few weeks. And the U.S. Embassy in Iraq is being attacked. Also, fun fact, Biden removed, uh, I'm not sure who this name is, but removed someone from the terror list back in 2021 to reverse Trump. Is he organizing this particular campaign? And where's that mercenary of, uh, mercenary of weaponry guy in Russia? Sure, that's going to come back. But, of course, the Red Sea has been under attack severely. It's going to lead to, office, uh, obviously, some, uh, some delays in shipping and whatnot. But, yeah, there's a war going on. There is a war going on. I mean, we're in the midst of it right now. New, 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 new world order. There's a war going on. All right, shout out to Maryland guy. Says, what's up, coach? With all the heavy rain we just had, one of my female coworkers caused a four-car accident on I-95 with her Nissan Altima because her tires were bald. Everyone is okay, though. He said, give her the price is wrong. Again, these are protections, right? These are protections. Nobody protects them. They're free. But, of course, um, ladies, everybody, ladies, go to your car right now. Go to your car. I want you to look at your tires. Get down on your knees. I know you're good at it. Get down on your knees. Look at the rear tires. Look under your bumper. Look at your tires. If there is no tread or potentially, possibly, there's some inner wear Inside, because you do not do tire rotations and wheel balances, you will have wear on the inside where the treads will be exposed. You are driving a death vehicle. <laughs> and yes, you're going to probably need two tires, maybe four, and a rotation, and this is going to cost you in the neighborhood of $550, and you will be without your vehicle for a day or two. So I suggest you get your Ubers ready. You're gonna need to, you're gonna need a budget of about six hundred to eight hundred bucks. By the time you get Ubers and uh, you know, be able to drop your car, you're gonna maybe need the car place to uh, drop you off at work. You might need to take a day off of work. But them wires gonna be exposed on eight of the ten women that I just acknowledged here. 
<laughs> but if you don't want to get your alignment, your wheel balance, your tire rotation, if you don't want to do this, go ahead and think you're going to skate through life. But of course, when you are driving your death vehicle down I-95 and it rains and you hydroplane and you delete a whole family of four, of course, that strong and independent thing didn't work out very well. But it's going to come up. <laughs> it's going to come up. And if you don't repair it now, you're going to talk about repairing a whole vehicle. You got brakes. You got your whole uh, axle at this point, wheel bearings. Everything's going to start breaking down. Oil change. <laughs> All right, by the time they get your car up on the lift and they tell you everything you need done, you're going to need $2,000 worth of work and you just went in there to change your tires. Yep, rotors, brake pads, you're going to need a whole damn uh, Nissan Ultima makeover. That's just if your tires are worn down. Think of what else is worn down in that vehicle. Trust me, these are the things, <laughs> these are the things that then they're like, I'm independent. No, nah, man. Again, protection or rescue. We're here to protect you, not rescue you. After you done collided and careened off the ravine, all right, now you need everybody to rescue you, and you need a whole damn tank and a crank and a, and a damn, uh, what do they call it? You need a whole flatbed truck. <laughs> here we go right here. Uh, Kobe Killer says, don't waste the toilet paper. I needed to clean the lotion off of my... John's man, man, stop! <laughs> you made me read that. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. All right. Anyway, this is what fathers are for. This is what fathers are for. Uh, shout out to Sizzle says these Mitch ninjas can't handle the real CGA coach. Put his foot on my neck back in 2020. Probably worse than you guys got it now. Take the wisdom or leave it, ninja. That's my show today. All right, I ain't chasing subscribers no more. I'm very content that I'm shadow banned. I ain't going to get, I ain't never going to hit a million. All right, I got a channel with 200, quarter of a million followers. It ain't never going to hit a million. I'm, 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 I'm good where I'm at. Okay, I'm not chasing YouTubers. I'm not, I'm already the best at this shit. So I already know. So that, that I'm, that I'm cool with. With that being said, if you don't like what I'm saying, that you do not come over here to change it. I ain't going to change it and soften this shit up for nobody. This is going to be my show. It's going to be what it is. I, am, I will hurt your feelings. I don't care who you are here. Because really, people need their feelings hurt. This is the Broad Street bully shit over here, man. All right, bring back bullying. Bring back bullying, for real. And I'm not trying to bully you. I'm just saying, y'all, people have been walking on eggshells with men and women way too long. Way too freaking long. And I'm tired of it. <laughs> I'm tired of it. And you know where you run to? Back to the government. And that is your protector. And that's why you are Mitch Ninjas. And that's why you got women out here out of control on the cock carousel. But it is what it is. Shout out to Half Space World Travel says, my name means God's peace, but I'm an atheist. LOL. It happens. Shout out to Maximum Max Vitality in the building. Indeed, Monte says, Coach, keep bashing these men. And by the way, thank you, Monte. You know where it starts first? You know who, you know who needs to make the correction first? Men. You know who needs to change first? Men. Not the women. 
You want me, you want the women to change and you ninja stay the same. Last one. Uh, uh, Tony says, how are we going to bring back manhood without Christ? A uh, very complicated conversation there. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> All right. I don't want to beat up the Christians today. Uh, but anyway. Until men cuff their balls, forget it. And I don't, by the way, I don't blame women for not wanting to be submissive to men. I don't blame them not one bit. I mean, look at you ninjas. <laughs> look at you. Like, why wouldn't, why would they submit to you? Like, these are the questions we ask. So my audience isn't women. They're, I'm not going to change women. There's like 10 women watching me right now. You think I'm going to change these 10 women? They're learning. I appreciate them being here. But my audience is men. And you guys got a lot of feel-good content creators out here that don't challenge you. I'm always challenging you. I'm always challenging you. And you always bucking at me. I tell y'all to put down the weed. Y'all don't want to do it. You want to be sedated. I tell y'all ninjas to cuff your balls. I tell y'all ninjas to get a couple of dollars. It's going to change your mind. I tell y'all ninjas to pursue your passions. Y'all want to do it. Uh, but what uh, I love. I tell y'all ninjas to stop being bird-chested. Do some push-ups. I tell y'all to stop satisfying yourself with just fat women. Get some in-shape women. Well, they don't want. Okay, get some money and get some muscles on your body, ninja. Get some passion. Figure out something else. I tell you to be renaissance man. Occupy your time and space in your brain and your energy. I tell y'all ninjas, you're going you gonna to pay. All men pay. No, we're not. I get it for free. Every time I give y'all a challenge, y'all bucking me. And I'm telling you the God's honest truth. Like so many, so many of my conversations are geared towards men and still Mitch Ninjas don't want to follow. You still bucking me and you still out here with fat women tonight. <laughs> Trying to brag like you got the mouthpiece. We tell you about prawn. I've been telling y'all so many things that is not really geared towards changing women. It's changing men. And y'all still fighting me. Can't do 20 push-ups right now consecutively. No, you know what I mean? Like, come on. I got books, data, catalog of content for five years straight. And here we are. And you want women to submit. You want me to challenge you. All right, challenge yourself. I tell you to go monk mode. Oh, no, you don't want to do it. No, oh, you can get yourself. You can become a pimp and then you can run some ism on them. And then you can help her build your business and all that bullshit. Like it's out of control. <laughs> Shit out of control. You're always trying to prove me wrong, and guess where we're at? I'm right almost every time. I'm not right all the time, but damn near every time at this particular point. It's undeniable. The only thing y'all try to hang me up on is some Sky Daddy bullshit, <laughs> right? You try to hang me up on some prostitution shit. Wait till I get to the prostitution. Wait till I get to the prostitution, all right? Because y'all have it all wrong. Y'all have it all wrong. Let's get to it, man. Hey, man, let's start with Grant Cardone. Be getting close to the main event. Grant Cardone. No prenup. Here we go. 
prenup. Yeah. And she says, nope, I'm not getting a prenup. And then you said, okay. Yeah, that's true. Why did you agree at that time? I'll find out whether this was the right thing to do or not. <laughs> but a lot of things in my life are still to be played out. And that could be one of the but, most expensive yeah. decisions I ever made in my life. What would you say to your daughter? Assume she you're getting married. She get a prenup. But uh, it's the uh, love of her life. And he yeah. says, I don't want a prenup. I'm not getting married. She will absolutely get a prenup. All right, so what are we seeing here? This is going to go into the next part, so it's a vital part. So he said he did not get a prenup. He became wealthy. He became wealthier beyond his dreams, or at least his net worth is increased or whatever. I don't know what's going on with him. But he said he didn't get a prenup, and he's somewhat regretful of it, but he's, you'll, see, you'll see him come to Jesus in, in a minute. But now what is he saying about his daughter? His daughter is between the age of 12 and 15, and he's already what? Man coding. He's already protecting her. She will get this. I will make sure she get that. She's giving her the man. He's giving her the man code, even though he fucked up. Yeah, we all mess up. And guys, making mistakes does not make you less of a man. It actually shows that when you recover from mistakes, you're more of a man. When the mistakes consume you, then you're less of a man. So never look at a man and say he's made mistakes and that 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 doesn't that 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 makes him less than. It makes him more than when he's recovered from it. But anyway. Now he's trying to protect her, saying she's going to get a prenup. Why? Because it's his legacy. It's his money. It's She's going to become wealthy because of him. And he wants to protect her interest. This is protection. Not rescuing. Not simping. He might have simped with his wife, but he's not simping for his daughter. This is called protection. The protection doesn't come from a stranger. It doesn't come from a stranger. It comes from the men in her life. Many women don't have this. And if they do have it, they'll rebel from it. Or the mother will sabotage her and make her fumble her whole inheritance because the mother is bitter. Right? The mother sabotages the protection of the father, the remover of the protector, the patriarch. So this is a patriarch move. But of course, he messed up by not getting a prenup. He's going to acknowledge that. Listen up. How is your wife different in that scenario? We never dreamed we would be where we're at right now. There's four or five billion dollar real estate. There's 11 companies that are probably worth three or four billion. I never thought ever in my lifetime we would be where we're at. Mm -hmm. But we are. And she has participated. And I hope this is never used in a court of law <laughs> against me. But you see, you know, he's messed up. Look at him. He's scratching his head. That's a sign of him thinking and coming up with something out his ass. Okay, scratching of the head, scratching of the temple, looking off to the left. You know, he's trying to, he, he knows he fucked up by not getting the prenup. And now he knows he's making a dumb statement saying she helped me build this empire. Yeah, if she divorces, and it's a matter of time that she will, it happens. She's going to get a big bag. And it's just going to be a part of his L. So now he's acknowledging that. And now he's saying something that's going, she's going to, She's definitely going to clip out and say, hey, he said I was responsible for this wealth creation. Yeah. Why? Uh, there probably was no father to protect him. And he went in with love. I mean, in a deposition, I would have to say, yeah, dude, she participated. She's been a phenomenal partner. Childbirth, these two guys, without drugs, at home, without us bringing them to yeah, hospital. She's a fucking warrior, yeah. man. All right, and so he's big upping his wife and giving her the credit where credit is due. I'm pretty sure she was very vital in the creation or at least sticking through him with his issues to create his business, believing in him, and so forth. She's been with him the whole way. There's some other things that we've discussed about her selection of him. That's neither here nor there at the point he what she wasn't he wasn't her first wait he wasn't her first choice 
She didn't like him initially, but that's not unlike any other love story out here. Most women settle. And she ended up getting the rewards and having the kids creating his legacy and still staying loyal and faithful to this moment up until now. But he's in trouble. He knows he would be in trouble if he takes his L because he didn't prepare. But what he wants to do is prepare his daughter at least, and that is the most positive sign of it because, really, the man code has been around for a long time, thousands of years, and depending on what region of the world you're in, there could be a man code now, and they could be a man code for thousands of thousands of years. The man code is the patriarchy. It wasn't just an oppression of women. It was an organization system, organized system, to keep society going. What had to happen? There had to be military. We talked about that with Sweden. Gen Z dudes don't want to serve. I don't want to do it. Okay? So that's the removal of, you know, because these kids are zooted and single mother raised. So they don't want to fight. They don't want to protect. They don't want to stand up. They don't want to do any of these things, but that's the requirement. Part of patriarchy is to ensure the survival of the man and the woman and the children during barbaric times. We live in times of great safety, meaning that our safety, our facade, after World War, after really after Vietnam and the Cold War, going into our current times, we've been mostly in a safe, civilized, organized society. It's been a facade. Much of life before and certainly going to be after that, certainly in times that we live in today, is going to be unstable, uncivilized, barbaric. And most people will be unsafe. The best thing about America is the war rarely comes to our turf, all right, for a variety of reasons. But that's going to change here in the future. It will be on our turf. Most of it has been in Europe, and millions and millions of people have died. That's why Europe is more patriarchal in certain areas, especially Eastern Europe, than here. They have to depend on patriarchy. They could, they could be in war just like that. So the women can't pop off on feminism for that long. As soon as they pop off, they at war, and their safety is at risk. Then it's men, women, and children. Then it's protect the children and the women. Then it's, uh, then it's chivalry. Then it's man code. But we don't have that here because we have great safety. But that facade is crumbling and eroding very much, especially with the mass immigration coming in. But just buckle your seatbelt. But take a look at this. Take a look at this. A couple of things here. The reason why there was a patriarchy because we were unsafe, unstable. Today, we're stable, so we give people a false sense of security. With the false sense of security, people then think that they can survive on their own. They don't need any help. And that false sense of security is really provided by a system that men created mostly, and then men preside over politically, government-wise. Um, uh, you know, police officers, firefighters, right? These men are somewhat invisible. They only need it when you need them. And they're there to rescue, not really to protect, but to rescue you. But until then, we get to live like there's no danger. Until there is danger. Until there is danger, and then we got to rescue. So an example of this is women say, you can't tell me what to wear. And then she walks out and wears something, something happens. And then she says, I'm a victim of something. And we say, well, patriarchy is the answer for that. Meaning that we would prevent you from going out to do that. Well, you can't prevent us from going out to do that. We're free. We're independent. We have our own might. And teach these guys not to harm. Well, listen, we're barbarians. We're barbarians. Like, we, we're barbarians outside. Like, I can't control that man. What I can do is protect you. I don't want your protection. Okay, go out there. And then they're harmed. And they say, go help. Same thing with the Epstein Island people. Same thing with Cassie. They want to do what they want, and then we got to come and rescue. 
-hmm. We got to come feel sorry for them. And then we got to have discussions as to what, what. And we, as members of a man code and patriarchy, we acknowledge bad actors. We say there are bad actors out there. The big bad wolf is out there. Men will manipulate you. Yes, Pookie, Ray Ray, players, dating coaches, these guys are manipulators. These are the big bad wolf. If you go out there, you're exposing yourself to the big bad wolf because the protectors are at home. But when you go out there and the big bad wolf chomps at that ass, then we say, hey, <laughs> you, you went out there and you said I didn't have to help you and you want me to correct the big bad wolf. The big bad wolf is out there. Do not come by running back for me to go get to the big bad wolf. You see that? That's patriarchy. But unfortunately, let's talk about some things here. Because there's some bad things that happened as a result of this. Uh, let's take a look at this. Since the removal of the protector, meaning the, the absence of the father, take a look at what's happened. And this is um, some statistics from 1964 to 2014. The percentage of U.S. birth outside of wedlock by major groups. If you look at this, this goes from 1964 and the lines are colored. What is the percentage of out of wedlock births since the removal of the patriarch, since the removal of the father? Take a look. I mean, it's self-explanatory. If you're listening by podcast, it was almost unheard of for certainly white women to be unwed. But even black women was a low percentage chance. You're talking about under 20%. Now you're here in, in many places, black communities, migrating from the South to the Midwest and the Northeast. 70, 80%. Why? You remove the father, you replace it with the government. You remove the father, you create a sense of entitlement, independence. You remove the patriarch, you remove the father, you remove the protector. This is what happens. Okay. And then you give no incentive for men to protect. You actually reward uh, women who remove the father through incentivizing through the government. The government becomes the daddy. The government becomes the daddy. All right. Uh, here we go right here. Divorce. Divorce. Divorce since the 1860s. Divorce since the 1860s. As you can see here, it has gotten crazy out of control. You have the initiation. You have Great Depression. You have a great peak in between the Great Depression and World War II. With the military, you have a dip after that into tr traditional, where we talk about the 1950s, post-World War II, the 1950s, the 1970s, the introduction of the, of, of the new, 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 new world order. All right. Getting off the gold standard, the, the 1970s were very pivotal. You have no-fault divorce, feminism, what they call women's liberation. And with the liberation of the woman, you have excessive divorce. Um, and then you have a dip significantly. And we're all born in the phase right here. All right, you see where it peaks right at the top? All of us are born right at that peak, right? Right before the peak and right at the peak, that's where we're all born. Like, we're all born... At this point or after. Everybody listening to this show is pretty much born at this point, the peak, and after. All right. And now you've seen a, a, a excessive decrease in divorce, but of course, you saw a decrease in marriage as well. If you plotted marriage on this timeline, it would do the same thing, right? Wherever there's a dip, then you have less marriage. Whenever there's an increase, you have less marriage, right? It's, it, marriage tracks this line. Okay. So there's less divorce because there's less marriage. All right, but you have 12, 20, 20, 30, 40 years of this. This is where we stand. But now you have more single women. Let me go ahead and show you that data. Show you that data right here. Right here, the U.S. Census Bureau. 
more unmarried women than unmarried men in the U.S. Is this a shock? No, uh, because people don't see this through. And they say that's a good thing. All the single ladies, Washington, D.C. has the highest ratio of unmarried women to unmarried men. Yeah, it's a wrap over there. It's a wrap. Just the ratio is too high. That means if every woman selected a man, there would be just too many available women. That would not be a great place for a woman that is marriage-minded. But it'd be great if you're an independent liberal uh, woman. It'd be great because you can survive and make some good income there. All right, so um, as you see, this is where we are. And all of these things tracks. And this is because the government then the government becomes the protector, not the, not the men. Uh, let's talk about the bad part of this here is I'm going to talk about patriarchy. The negatives of patriarchy is bad actors, right? Men taking control and authority over women and uh, doing very, very negative things. So this is where women are going to take the conversation. Well, during patriarchy, there was a lot of sexual violence. There was sexual assaults. There were, um, you know, assaults on minor. Women were forced into marriage way too early. So this is where the fight back comes in. And that's true. In fact, uh, it says right here, they're saying it's ingrained in the foundation of the United States and it intersects with race. Obviously, they got to intersect it with race for people to care about it. All right, because that'll get the liberals' attention. They're talking about the focus, Christopher Columbus, on the indigenous women. Yes, there was that. There was sex trafficking of these type of women. Also, sex trafficking of slaves. There were grape of slaves. Um, there were grape of young women, young, young women, as young as 10 and 9. We're seeing that for sure. There was male sexual assaults, buck-breaking, statutory grape, forcing women into marriage at 15, and so forth and so on. All right, maybe more by necessity and this and that. Black women being raped at high, high rates during slave ownerships, trafficking of tra- trafficking of black women for sexual purposes. Even sexual, uh, uh, even black men were trafficked, trafficked and bought and sold for sexual purposes, like breeding and uh, satisfying a white mistress or uh, a white plantation owner. Yeah, this is this is patriarchy, unfortunately. So when women talk about these things, they're they're saying we don't want patriarchy because these things. So you got to acknowledge it. It it exists. But it wasn't just the women being assaulted. But yes, the women were definitely put in tough times and predicaments in barbaric societies. Barbaric societies. All right. So but here we go right here. Uh, People seem to come out of it in the 1900s and try to establish a little bit of order. That's after the Civil War. That's after uh, that's during Reconstruction post-slavery, and all of that stuff. So when we talk about that in the patriarchy, we're going to talk about that time period, post-slavery, during Reconstruction, Industrial Revolution, immigration from Europe, okay, and establishing of the family and communities that exist today. The very communities and cities and municipalities that exist today were built by the men that had order and establishment of their family. Then when we get into the 1950s and 60s, you're going to see that erode. You're going to see that erode like crazy into what we call a post-patriarchal society, right? A government-oriented, a feminist society. And what happened after that? We're going to talk about that. So uh, the man code established here establishes that the father is the head of the household. It was always that. You know, we're coming out of the area where women were property and didn't have rights. We're, We're not talking about those days where they were property didn't have rights. They got voter rights somewhere around 1919. So this is the area where I'm talking about. Once they got these rights, they had, they 
And uh, once they got this voting right, 1919, by the time the 1980s rolled around, they became the dominant voter. Even John F. Kennedy's election was politically swayed by women because of he was handsome. And they tend to vote this way. Okay, there's a black vice president, allegedly a black vice president. They vote that way. It doesn't take them very much to make a, a voting decision. Okay, he smiles. He can play the saxophone. All right, he has a beautiful wife. That's how women voted for a long time. They continue to vote this way. In the 2020 election, it was primarily because Kamala Harris was a black vice president. Like, that was, that's what swayed a lot of women. Sadly enough, it's true. But because in a dominant society where men were the patriarchy, the protector, sometimes women didn't get to make these type of decisions and it wouldn't have any long-term effects. So the father was the head of the household. Today, this is not so. Women are certainly the head of the household. They can be breadwinners in many cases in, in marriages. Does this mean they can be the protector? No. Does this mean they can make the greatest decisions in the household because they earn more money? I say no. Because there's still an order here. We're still going to be counted on to rescue. These same women that make all this money are saying the black woman is the least protected. But you, you guys are out there making all that money. Aren't you the protector? Aren't you the head of household? The answer is in an honest society where people were being honest, no. You're not the head of household. You never will be. No, your little son is not the man of the house either. He shouldn't be called upon to be that. He should have a male mentor and look up to a man. Uh, a couple things here. Courtship. Let's talk about dating. People are struggling with dating. Again, it's not my making. A lot of people are struggling with dating. They're struggling with marriage. They got older women struggling to get married. You got 45, 50-year-old women talking about, I got a great life to give a man. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But dating required a certain thing called courting. And I'm going to use something here. To, de to describe what's happening here and what we do today. And I've talked about it quite a, a bit. During a courtship, a couple or group gets to know each other and decides if there will be an engagement. Courting including activities such as dating where couples or groups go together for some activities, like a meal or a movie. Courting can also take place without personal contact, especially with modern technology. Now, we're going to get to the bad actors in a minute. We're going to get to dating. We're going to get to the prostitution in a minute. But I want you to look at this. Courting was a staple of family and to ensure that your daughter, like Grant Cardone, gets with the right person. But because we remove this protector, we give women their rights. We give them a sense of freedom. Even at a young age, 13, 14, and 15, you got women running around the country getting on buses, fornicating with 33-year-olds. He showed this earlier if you missed it. Okay, this woman here. We also have this woman that says, yep, I've been in these streets. And now she's way past her prime. She's not going to make it, guys. I mean, I know you guys think that, yeah, she's still attractive and she looks good with the filters and the makeup and the titties and the ass. All she's going to be exposed to is bad actors. And that's all she's been exposed to. She's, never, she's not going to be on the marriage train. And if she does get married, the likelihood of her getting divorced is high. Why? She's been out... <clears throat> She's been out in the streets too long. You have this woman that says, hey, man, I like the bad guys, a.k.a. the bad actors. I don't know why I'm attracted to these guys, the guys that don't care about me, but the guys that do care, I don't like them. This courtship, courtship prevented this. This was the ins courtship insulated for them. Court 
chip solved for this. Okay, this type of behavior. Right? But people don't acknowledge this. This same woman too. This same woman right here that said, I was in these streets. Now I want a nice guy. Courtship solved for this. Patriarchy solved for this. Again, look at the data here. Look at the data. Single motherhood, boom. This is a point where there was no father figure. There was no patriarch. There was no protection. As soon as the protection is removed, you got women out here choosing the bad actors. Impregnated and ditched. Ditched. Now you got divorced. You see, you see where it is. It's simply men said, my daughter, like Grant Cardone said, my daughter will do this. My daughter will do that. That's patriarchy. And it starts in the home with the head of household, the father. But anyway, how does courtship work? Is it dating? Is it getting to fuck around? Is it get to uh, be a whore? Is it, is it get to be high body count? Also, let's go back to the men. Is it you be getting to be the player? The player, all right? I could call three women up and get three women to slide through. See, in a sense, we celebrate this guy. And in a sense, it's somewhat accurate that men do want to spread their seed. However, this is the pookie, the dating coach, the pimp, the Mac. These are the bad actors. The dating coaches are the bad actors. They are the charlatans. They are the men you protected your daughters from. They were the men that you uh, aimed your shotgun at to marry her if he impregnated her. But without this system, yeah, there was bad bullshit that happened in patriarchy where the men control and women had less options and rights and less voice. But that this, this prevented women from doing this, right? We protected them. Women want protection. Well, this is the protection. So you're not out here at 13, 17, 21, 24, dealing with the bad actors. Okay. Uh, let me show you here. Uh, you guys got it on your screen. So courtship, not dating, courtship, where a group, a family member, brothers, people in your social circle, small community, all right, in your, within your community, your brothers, your cousins, your family, your mother, your father. You had to run the potential, the potential mate through the people in your society. You could just, you couldn't just go out there and fuck and then try to get the guy that you love. That's romance. That's fiction. That's love. That's not going to keep people and women protected. Not at all. It's going to get you ran through. And your value is going to plummet. Even women are fighting that. Men are like, well, your value is plummeting. No, it's not. I mean, it's obvious. It is. You can keep fooling yourself, but it is. And you're going to continue to struggle finding a mate. You're going to get mates. You're going to get DMs. You're going to get guys that are bad actors that fool and swindle you. Yes, they're going to they're gonna lead you to believe that you're, you're succeeding. But you're not. You're eventually going to break up, be back out here crying and broke. That's what's going to happen. Mm. Let's go back and continue here. That's, that's too obvious. Okay, so the bad actors. So a dating coach today is a lot of people it rubs them the wrong way. They're salesmen. Uh, they're oftentimes selling a coach, uh, a, a course to get men to do a certain thing. They're trying to get a, But in the past, the dating coach would have been considered a charlatan. 
the PUA, the pickup artist, would have been considered a charlatan. The guy that came into your town and breezed in and fornicated with the women you were protected would have been considered dangerous. Nobody would have bigged up them. Nobody would have slapped them five. You would have been like, what are you doing here? And what are you doing with our women? Well, he would have been like, you know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> yeah. And let me tell you how to get your whistle. What, don't you want some pussy? Right? That guy would have got ran out of town. Now, he might got a couple people to buy their course. He might got a couple people to buy their snake oil. He might have got a couple of people to buy their cod liver oil. But his ass would have got ran out of town. And he would have bounced from town to town to town, getting his ass whooped every time he showed up. The trickster. These guys are swindlers. They're, 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 um, they're, um, they're criminals most of the time. And let me, let me show you what happens when the charlatan, the dating coach, the player, the player that you guys uh, fascinate yourself, right? This guy right here. Hey, man, I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated by this guy. I want to be like him. He's a snake oil salesman. All right, he would have got ran out of town, and I'll give you an example right here to show you uh, right now. Let me see here. Right here. Nope, that's not it. Where's my clip here? Uh, Let's see here. I don't know where it is. Give me one second. Oh, here it is. Casanova. Who was Casanova? Let me read a couple of passages. Casanova is best known as one of the most famous lovers in history. It's wrong. That's not true. But the Vatican was more than a womanizer. I'm uh, sorry, but the Venetian, the Vatican, <laughs> the Venetian was more than a womanizer. He was a what? Casanova. Listen, he was a scam artist, a scoff law. I don't know what that is. An alchemist, a spy, and a church cleric, a church cleric. He wrote satire, fought duels, and escaped from prison more than once. All right, so a lot of guys grow up. I want to be like Casanova. Um, I actually been to Casanova where he's from. Okay, I've been to where Casanova's from. I'm going to tell you, it is a very small area. It's not a big city. It's small as fuck. Now, he did manage to go up to Northern Europe and Rome and all that shit, but where he's from was small. So his legend... His legend grew in a very small area. It, it wasn't New York City where he was Casanova. It's like a small town where he was doing a lot of this damage. But he did move around from town to town because he was a charlatan. He was a scam artist. And people did not look up to him. They looked down on him, mainly because he was sexually dysfunctional and undisciplined. Okay. And he probably, he got jailed and threw in the jail and, and he probably got his ass beat most times than probably people knew because this is patriarchy. Okay, it says right here, he was born in Venice in 1725. He was a sharp child, so sharp, in fact, that he entered the University of, I can't pronounce that, at age 12. After graduation, he took up some of the vices that would make a name for him Europe-wide, namely gambling, and the other one, women. Gambling and women. Going down, whether it was his wit or his charm. You know what I'm saying, player? You know what I'm saying? Charm. Player. Whether it was his wit. Ninjas that are smart and charming are mostly times going to be bad actors because they're going to use that. Or his style. Or maybe just his hair, which was uh, he powdered 
scented and curled, they loved him. But it said that he really found his passion from them too, whether he had affairs, not just with a 16-year-old girl, but with her 14-year-old sister at the same time. Okay, here we go. Trying. All right, so who is he preying on? This guy would be considered a predator today because he's preying on what people consider minors. Now, at this time, these weren't minors. All right, but in a greater sense, they're still young women. So he wasn't preying on 22-year-old women, advanced women, 30-year-old women. He's preying on young women, 16 and 14. Trying. Right? So when this happens, what happens? Oh, no, 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 no. Y'all ain't, you ain't going to be out here with no, my 16 and 14 year old daughter. Right. All right. There's somebody's daughter, coach. We're going to get to that in a minute. We're going to get that. We're going to get to that in a minute. So often the pimp is another bad actor. We're going to talk about the origination of the pimp. Where did the pimp come from? Another bad actor that came from mishandling of prostitution. Okay. Prostitution was man coded in. We'll talk about that in a minute. And it says right here. So he had affairs with a 16-year-old girl and her 14-year-old sister at the same time. If that wasn't bad enough, years later, Casanova wound it up in bed with one of the two sisters again and her daughter, who was his. All right, so this is some real pookie shit. So wait a minute. He knocked up one of these girls years later, returns back, And he's caught in bed with not only one of the girls, but the girl's daughter, which was his daughter. So again, these are what we call the charlatans, the bad actors. These are the guys that you guys big up and all of this stuff. But he's in bed with his daughter. And again, one of the young women. Bruh, you can't be bigging up people. These are charlatans. This is what gets you thrown in jail. Yeah, yeah, his daughter. It says that. Now, I don't know how old the daughter was, but yes, <laughs> right? People, this, this, is what you, this is what you guys don't know. So this is what gets you thrown in jail. This is the, this is the modern day, uh, I don't know what you call it here. It says right here, at the time, Casanova worked as a church cleric. So he working in the church, it didn't last long. His gambling debts landed him in prison. And after a couple of other false starts in the church, probably hitting on married women, he had to start over. His new career as a soldier. All right, I'm going to go down. I'm going to go down. Now at 21 years old, uh, uh, now 21, Casanova becomes a violinist. Probably to get women. He ran in trouble again. He fled Venice. He had to flee. Why do you flee? Because you're a criminal. You're, you're a snake oil. You're a bad actor. Uh, escaped to Parma, fell in love, and had his heart broken. All right? So he's bitter and hurt, and he went on a grand tour of seducing dozens of women. Dozens. He became a Freemason, wrote a play, and finally, in 1753, returned to Venice. And things were just getting started. And so now he was thrown in jail. All right? Thrown in jail. It says right here, news of Casanova's escapades, his tawdry affairs with everyone from married women to nuns to virgins. His gambling, his association with Freemasonry, had all caught up with him. At age 30, Casanova was arrested by the Venice Tribunal, primarily, the tribunal said, for his public outrages against the holy religion. He was imprisoned in the Leeds. He was sentenced 
and sentenced to remain there for five years. The cell so nickname. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, scroll down here. Scroll down, scroll down. He escaped from prison with a couple of other criminals. Him and his cellmate escaped, and so forth and so on. And uh, uh, it says Casanova's many scams. He's a scam artist. He's a scammer. He's a bad actor. But you guys big up shit like this. But, you know, it says right here, as much of the close calls as his imprisonment was, Casanova didn't take it as a sign that he should give up the game. The game. He should give up the game and retire to something a little more stayed or steed. Instead, he fled to Paris and pretended to be an alchemist. Every every, uh, person wanted a piece of Casanova. All right, so he's charismatic. He told them that he was 300 years old. He told them that he was 300 years old. That he could create diamonds from scratch. He caught the eye of a count, Count Chocula, who saw through Casanova and decided that, given his ability to say anything with a straight face, he'd make it an excellent spy. On one of his missions was to sell state bonds in Amsterdam. He became a wealthy man and then lost his wealth, particularly by spending it on his many lovers. Can you say tricking? I got money. So now he's tricking on women and he lost his money because of his debts and his enemies. He found himself on the lamb again. He's back on the run. Yeah. See? So the bad actors used to have to bounce from town to town with their bullshit. All right. In 1760, completely penniless. He's penniless. Let you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke. Dead, flat, stony, broke. I've got $3.85 in my purse. Casanova's scheme became wilder and wilder. He made a new personality for himself. He was now the Chevalier de Singalt. I can't pronounce that. He went back to Paris and convinced a noble woman he could make her a young man using occult means if she paid him enough. He traveled to England and scammed his way into an audience with King George III. He met with Catherine the Great trying to sell her the idea for a Russian lottery scheme. He dueled a colonel in Warsaw over an Italian actress. Mm. <laughs> in 1774, after 18 years in exile, Casanova won the right to return to Venice. Just nine years later, he wrote a, uh, a vicious satire on Venetian nobletry. That got him expelled once again. Ran his ass out of town. In the later years, Casanova slowed down slightly. He became a librarian to Count Chocula, Joseph Carl von Waldenstein in Bohemia, a position Casanova found so lonely and boring that he self-deleted. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, the humanity. Well, that was a great life. Sound fun to me just being on the run. But see, patriarchy prevented this ninja from actually doing what he needed to do, right? He was just getting bumped, bumped, bumped around, right? 
But he, he was adventurous. He sounded like he had a jet, and he got to fly around. He had the mouthpiece. He got pussy. But at the end of the day, yeah, what a great story, right? Because he, he's essentially a bad actor, all right? He, he never had anything that he really worked up for. He had all this talent, all this charisma. But guess what? He got sidetracked because he made women his goal and they kept getting him bounced and bounced and bounced. He never was really willing to get to be who he was because he self deleted at the end of it. All right. So anyway, anyway, bad actors. Let's talk about prostitution. It's going to be a tough part of it. Prostitution. This is going to be tough because a lot of people don't know this part of it. Well, in patriarchal societies, prostitution exists. It existed. In our, in, our, in our matriarchal society or our gynocentric society, in our Puritan society, we ignore the existence of prostitution. But it's actually getting to the point now, it's right in front of our face. But in the patriarchal society, they knew that it was going to exist and they made rules to regulate it. And it was pretty much regulated in every society. It's there. And most of the time, they try to make it as safe as possible. But there's some things that happen that mess it up. So when the guy said JUCO is not the man code, oh, to the contrary. What they did was try to make it convict. They made it available so that it, it did not impact the rest of society. So today we ignore it. Today we shun it. Today, yes, there's some people that look at it and say, oh, those are the bad women. Those are just the bad women. There's some good women. The good women don't go over there. Let me give you a couple of examples here. And this is going to be in cold-blooded, black and white, and I'm going to give you several sources to show you. And I'm not justifying shit, so just, 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 just chill for a second. I'm going to give you an example here. Red light districts. Red light districts. A red light district or a pleasure district is part of an urban, and this is Wikipedia, but bear with me, is part of an urban district right here where a concentration of pros and sex-oriented businesses such as shops, strip clubs, adult theaters are found. In most cases, the red light districts are particularly associated with female pro street prostitution. Okay? Street prostitution. Now, one of the reasons that they did this, and you can see this in the, even our modern societies, was to keep prostitution off your street corner. It was to keep it from your daughter seeing it. So they had it over here so that the red light district could be avoided if you're with your family and you can let them women do their business and you can control it, regulate it and make sure everybody was protected. In fact, in New Orleans, Louisiana, they had a place called Storyville. That was a legal place for prostitution. Even the Wild Wild West had these people here. So they didn't ignore it like we're ignoring it today. And then your girl, your daughter, your cousin, your, your mother, your aunt ends up into it because it's unregulated. What they did was say, okay, you can do it, but you're going to do it over there. And it says census records, city directories, vital records, and blue books themselves help to illustrate the life stories of some of the women who worked in Storyville, particularly those who found success as madams. So who were the people who were the owners of the, uh, uh, who could, well, who more or less controlled the prostitute. It was a madam. There was a woman, namely women that got famous, Miss Lulu White. 
Now, I'm going to get the pimps in a minute. I'm going to get the pimps in a minute. So they had a place located, and they said, whoever the people who were the city people, they said, this place, Storyville, is going to be the place where you can do it, and you don't have to be on the street corner. The women can be safe. There's going to be a madam, and don't leave Storyville. So you didn't have renegades. You didn't really have pimps. It was the madam. And everybody knew where, oh, I can't show you that stuff. Everybody knew where to go. It wasn't going to be in your neighborhood. It was just over there, Figueroa. Now, I'm going to show you this. Why did they have this? Why did they let this go on? Oh, man, this is going to be tough for you to hear. But it says right here, 19th century in North America. Prostitution was seen as a necessary evil. Hard for you to hear. And no, I'm not promoting this. I'm just telling you. In a patriarchal society where men ruled, they said, hey, listen, this is a necessary evil. We're not going to stop it. But what we'll do is regulate it. We'll control it. We'll have a madam. We'll have houses of whoredom. And we, we just won't have renegades. We won't have pimps. We won't have bad actors. We'll just keep them over in this corner of the city. And it says, this necessary evil aided in marital fidelity, especially as a system that would allow men to obtain sex when their wives didn't desire it. Now, it's a hard pill. It's a hard pill. But they said, listen, see, today we have women getting with men monogamously, and then the man cheats and have all these affairs. And then it ends up in a clusterfuck. Then it ends up in the divorce system. And you cheated on me. She's a victim. But they said, we'll regulate it. We'll put it to the red light district. And if your wife don't want to give you no badussy, you can go over there to them. So now you don't have sexist marriage. Now you don't have men frustrated in their marriage. Now you don't have men hamstrung. And in these times, it was known that a man would go go see a girl. Even in Japan, it's kind of accepted. It's like, okay, he's just going to see one of the girls that go hit, get his meat fixed. So again, in a patriarchal society, it didn't punish the girls. It didn't punish the madams. It didn't criminalize them. It didn't allow for bad actors like pimps. We're going to get to pimps in a minute. And it allowed men to get a release instead of being controlled by the wife. They didn't ignore it. They just saw for it. There's no incels. There's no red pill. There's no men getting hurt. There's no bitter or hurt men. So they basically were like, this is the, this probably going to be the best way to do it. They're not the only ones. This has happened across Time. That's why they call it the oldest profession. It is not until today that we have this illegalization and criminalization in this dark underworld that has to exist. I'm getting ahead of myself. But has to exist because we bring morality and we let women come in here and vote and decide. Listen to this. It says right here, the Emilio and Friedman document that prostitution was not a crime in the early part of the 19th century and thus brothels or body houses were tolerated in American cities and the laws against individual prostitutes were enforced only occasionally. Only occasionally. In, in 1830, prostitution became more visible in North American cities and with professional, uh, professional, 
wait, sorry, professionalization of police forces, visible prostitutes such as streetwalkers risked arrest. But Emilio, the Emilio and Friedman noted that raids on brothels were comparatively rare and prostitution was tolerated in mining towns, cattle towns, and urban cities in uh, an American East. In 1870, prostitution was legalized and regulated in the city of St. Louis, Missouri. Prostitutes were licensed by uh, public health officials and were required to maintain weekly inspections for sexually transmitted disease. However, Due to protests and demonstrations organized by women. What? So who knocked it out the box? The women. Same thing with alcohol. Same thing. But I'm going to tell you what happened after that. Because you have the whole idea of the whorehouse where the mayor, the sheriff, all right, and everybody see up there, the madam fanning her thing. They let that go on. They let that go on. They didn't raid them. Who they got was the streetwalker, the renegade, the woman that had the pimp, the woman that left Storyville. So all the women were going, nah, we don't want that. Because they over there knocking down the broads that, and they ain't coming home. What did I tell you? The man code, patriarchy, protects. Now, the women getting the short end of the stick, that's what they're looking at it as. And But like women do, they complain about something, but they make another problem. What they made were pimps. The women who shut this down created the pimp. They created the streetwalker. They created the black market. So as soon as you deregulate it, as soon as you criminalize it, now you have the underworld. Same thing with alcoholism. Women wanted to criminalize alcohol. They did it. They had the, the, the amendment, the 19th, uh, the 20th amendment or the 18th amendment. Yeah, the 18th amendment. They said, we should have no more alcohol. What did they create? Organized crime. You created the underworld. So the moral, the moral attempt to solve a problem created the problem that exists today. Same thing with prostitution. Again, I'm not saying it, but I'm saying, look, patriarchy solved for it. There was no problem other than the women were getting hurt feelings. And then they came in with their morality and then now it's criminalized and now the black underworld, now pimps can rise up. Now the women are unprotected. They're out in the street corner cold and now you have the pimp. Now you have bad actor. Now you have the women being controlled by the pimp and regulated by the pimp. The black market will always, no matter what you ban, the black market will always exist. Mm. Let me go back and read it again. Yep, it creates gangs. It creates abuse. It creates the mafia because now they're like, okay, it ain't regulated. Now the mafia can regulate the girls. Now the gangs, the black brothers. Are you ready? Y'all not ready for this info. I'm, I'm reading it to you right now. I'm reading it to you. I'm going to read it again. Okay, 1830, prostitution became visible in North American cities. It was regulated and legalized in St. Louis. Prostitutes were licensed by public health officials and were required to maintain weekly weekly inspections for STDs. However, due to protests and demonstrations organized by women and members of the clergy, Missouri legislators repealed the legislation 
allowing regulated prostitution. <laughs> All right. The Page Act of 1875 was passed by U.S. Congress and forbid any importation. This is what we call, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, sex, uh, sex trafficking. Importation of women for the purposes of, of prostitution. This is good. The national move to criminalize pro was led by Protestant middle-class men and women who participated in the revivalism movement of the 19th century. So this is essentially a religious awakening. So the church, what do I tell you about the Protestants? What do I tell you about the uh, people always laugh when I say it, but I said, we're a Puritan society. Puritanism morality will always be used as an excuse to, to, to decide something, but it makes it worse, <laughs> right? So now people got to hide it. It's got to have speakeasy. It's got to be underground. They think by, by, by protesting it is going to go away. But the middle-class men were the simps married to the women, and these women said, you better come out here and protest with me. And then they criminalized it. Many of the women who posed in 19th and 20th century uh, vintage erotica were prostitutes, right? We, we should know that. And same thing with Playboy magazines. They were escorts. That's how they made their extra money. Same thing with Victoria's Secret, allegedly. I say all of this allegedly. And it says right here, in 19th century, uh, legalized pro became a public controversy as France and the United Kingdom passed the Contagious Diseases Act. The legislation manda mandated pelvic examinations for suspected pros. It applied not only in the UK and France, but also those from overseas colonies, many early feminists fought to repeal these laws, either on the grounds that prostitution should be illegal, oh! <laughs> the feminists, I tell you, bro, there they go again. They dipping their nose in it. They end up creating the problem. So the early feminists, again, there goes the feminists, there goes the women. Says right here, many early feminists fought to repeal these laws, either on the grounds that prostitution should just be flat out illegal and therefore no government regulation or because it forced degrading medical examinations upon the women. So when the guy said the JUCO is not part of the man code, you're wrong. It actually stopped contagious diseases it actually regulated it actually let it go on it actually prevented girls from being abused it actually prevented the pimp it prevented gangs it prevented the black market it prevented the underworld it prevented affairs right because they could just go over there get their meat fixed come back home but then when no feminists the women they dip their nose into it the clergy the church the moral police come in the liberals they come in and screw it up <laughs> Come on, man. The man code and patriarchy protects. A similar situation existed in the Russian Empire. These included pros operating out of government-sanctioned brothels, giving yellow internal passports, uh, signifying their status and, weak, and subject to weekly physical exams. All right, so let, let's stop right there. Let's stop right there. Uh, let's stop right there. So they're talking about Storyville. They're talking about, uh, you know, places in Nevada, Las Vegas. It is not legal. And again, I'm not trying to say it's legal. I'm not saying it's the safest option. What I'm saying is men go to a point where they say, okay, what's the best decision for everybody? What's the state? How do we protect everybody? How would you protect our families, our kids? 
because today it's unregulated. I mean, today it's illegal, but it's certainly not. Um, certainly women are doing it right in front of our face. Instagram models. Right. You have girls doing it. Young minors doing it. And I showed you videos. You have pimps, the bad actors. Right. You have the underworld being able to become wealthy and prominent because you have mostly women that say, here, I want to solve it. And then they create a bigger problem. This is just what it is. I mean, listen, you can't deny it at this point. Let me give you another piece of information here. This is Rome. This is Rome right here. This says prostitutes had to dye their hair blonde. Um, and this video won't explain it. 45 second video. The prostitutes had to dye their hair blonde. Why did they have to dye their hair blonde? Let's let them um, continue here. So instead of exterminating the prostitute, instead of arresting them, they made them, they made them dye their hair blonde. All right, this is wild, right? This is more patriarchy. It's like, okay, we ain't going to get rid of it. It's the oldest profession. But what we'll do is we'll make these women stand out amongst the good women. Oh, I got a story here. Watch out for this. Moving on to another shocking fact. In ancient Rome, prostitutes were required to dye their hair blonde as a way of identifying them as sex workers. The origins of this practice are uncertain. Some historians believe it was used as a way to distinguish them from respectable women, while others think it was a marketing strategy to attract customers. This practice was enforced through strict laws, and any woman found to be a prostitute without blonde hair could face severe penalties, including fines and even imprisonment. But what does this reveal about Roman society's attitude towards sex work? It highlights the societal stigmatization and discrimination faced by prostitutes. They were not only ostracized by the society, but also subjected to specific laws and regulations and marked by their physical appearance. All right. And so let me stop it right there. Um, so as you can see, even during those times, there was a problem. They were like, yeah, well, you're creating a social stigma. Probably the women. They're like, oh, this is an unfair. You're marking them. You're, you're criminalizing them. But one of the reasons they did this is to make sure that the wives, you could tell who... Let's say if there's a young woman, she didn't have blonde head, hair, you could say, hey, that's a, mar that's a marriageable woman versus a whore. Then you could say it's a marketing strategy. You could say, look, there, here come the blondes over here. And for people who want to know about natural blondes in Rome, well, go to Rome. There's not many natural blondes. Natural blondes are somewhat Northern European. Okay, you're going to find that in Northern Europe, certainly not in the Mediterranean. You're not going to have that many natural blondes. All right, so, and blondes didn't really come into prominence until uh, they ascended to the higher aristocrat society, and it's a rare, rare genetic um, recessive gene. They're rare. Blondes are rare. So they made them dye their hair blonde to stand out as to segment them away from potential wives. However, since it was a stigma related to them, people thought they were going to be unfairly punished and stigmatized. Because obviously they're going to stand out. What did it do? What do you think happened? <laughs> what do you think happened? You know what happened? The women of the, the normal women, the women of the, the normal women in Rome saw that the blonde women were getting so much attention from men and particularly their husbands in higher society, senators, aristocrats, and whoever, those men were giving those women so much attention, meaning they were going to the house of whoredom, 
and coming back to the house of good women, they protested by saying, we want to look like them. They're obviously having more fun. They're getting so much male attention. It's the modern day Instagram. (laughs) The women of the good society got jealous of the women of whoredom. And they went, sought out to mimic them. So much so that they started putting blonde in wigs (laughs) and dyeing their hair blonde. Yeah. That happened. (laughs) And then you can no longer tell who were the whores and who were the good women. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Doesn't it sound familiar? This is social media. This is the yoga pants. This is the women that wearing scantily clad outfits and then say, well, I'm not one of those. Don't judge me. And then guess what? You're looking like the street walkers. You're parading yourself around. You're displaying yourself. You got your peace leave out on Instagram and then saying, I'm not one of them. Patriarchy. This is why patriarchy and the man code protects women. But of course, the women will come in and destroy and figure out a way to make it about them. Well, this is not fair. You're showing all the blonde girls attention. I wanted some of that attention. All right. Mm. Isn't it wild? Shit is wild. Same thing with strippers and stripper poles and pole dancing. Well, we're not really strippers and whores. Yeah, but well, it's good exercise. Yo, it's wild, isn't it? Isn't it wild? This is what the patriarchy and men protecting insulate for. I got a couple more points here, and I'll kind of get to them quickly because I do have to wrap it up. Um, I do have to wrap it up here. Let me see if I can get this. A couple of other things here. So we, uh, we've already showed that the father was the head of the household. We had the remover of the father. Uh, we often talked about the bad actors, the people who, uh, the sex slave trade, the, the rapists, you know, the assault, the assault on minors, sex trafficking, uh, even the clergy as participating in bad acting and uh, abuse of women uh, ownership, which is not so much a bad acting thing right now, but uh, charlatans. And uh, another thing that happens is the prevention of the abandonment of women. So we talked about that with Casanova, but I want to highlight the fact that in some of these patriarchal led societies, and particularly you will know this as a code, a man code in the mafia and gangsters, is that if you abandon your wife, you actually get punished for this. Like you didn't need the court and you didn't need child support. A man that abandoned his wife and he was in a migrant area, and particularly uh, Italian mafia, maybe particularly some black gangs, you could not just leave your wife and kids. You cannot do it. In fact, they would drag you back, probably beat the shit out of you. So there wasn't no welfare. There wasn't no social service. But the men said, nah, you can't leave her there. This woman's on, and, if the, and if that woman on, was on welfare, that was a stain on the man. Like if you left your wife and she got on welfare, that was a stain on that man. They would make, they would check you. They would find you and bring you back. They might, they might delete you. The men did that. They checked each other. Right? So it doesn't just apply to the, um, the, um, the oppression of women. They made men honor 
their word, their commitment, and so forth. And no, there was no state marriage. So that was your wife that you came across the boat with. And you're going to abandon her and have her on welfare? They will lump your head up. They might delete you. They might put the damn stone, uh, the, the cement bricks on your feet. So that was a regulation of the man code. You cannot leave women. Tr- Why? Because women didn't have the rights and options in education to support themselves. You can't just leave your family like that. This is why single parenthood was not a thing. All right. Even the, this is why they didn't let that go on. But as soon as the government came in and incentivized divorce and all this shit, and the men lost their honor, guess what happens? You have single motherhood. Now men don't let, now men don't support family. Like, okay, whatever. And then they say the woman's the victim, the princess warrior. Well, she chose that nigga. She chose that nigga. Why? Well, she's free. She's got her options. She can go to work. Go get a job, you broke bit, right? Now that the woman has options, it's not the same anymore. Running to the government for welfare is not an option anymore. That's not looked down upon. That's not frowned upon. Most of the time, the women are alienating the, the, the man from the family and using the government as a way to protect themselves. Go get a job then. You can go get a degree. Go get a job. There's, there's no longer any shame in that. Now men come in and they snivel and marry the women or they become a stepfather to these women. Guys, you couldn't do that. You didn't do shit like this. Being a stepfather was not looked upon very greatly. Picking up the scraps was not looked upon. Like, you're, 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 you're belittling us. Yes, you deserve to be belittled. All right? You made the man who created them babies come back and take care of that mama or that woman. You didn't come in here and fill in the gap. And raise those kids. That, that's not what men did. That's part of the man code. Times have changed. Men have gotten soft and weak. Men, men that were, couldn't go into the houses of whoredom found pleasure in single mothers and said, well, I got to get in where I fit in. Fat women, I got to get in. Don't shame me. And so now you got sniveling men coming in like hyenas for the scraps. And I'm supposed to big up you for it. A couple of other things here. Making a woman honest. Again, another, another example of patriarchy. Where if you knocked up a woman and she was not your wife, there could be a chance that you would be forced to marry her. Again, patriarchy. You didn't need the government. You didn't have child support to run to. You couldn't abandon the woman. This is another example. Oh, you knocked up my daughter? You going to marry her and make an honest woman out of her. That's patriarchy. That prevents this. Today, y'all niggas be like, yep, I got all these girls. I'm getting all this pussy. You get, you, you're doing Casanova, which are the bad actors. We're bigging up the pimps and the players and the bad actors. When before, these men were forced to live up their responsibility, not by the government, but by men. History of shotgun weddings. The history behind shotgun marriages is a little faint, but many people believe that it originated sometime in the 1700s and 1800s. One story dates back to 1875 when a young man was forced to marry the woman he got pregnant. The woman's father held the young man at gunpoint. The phrase shotgun wedding isn't as popular as they, as they once were, largely because women are rarely pressured into getting married before having a child. That's matriarchy. That's the gynocentrism. 
Now women can be princess warriors and having children out, out of wedlock. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. That's because there's no patriarchy. So now you have women out here getting knocked up by multiple men claiming to still be prizes out here. It's out of control. It's the man code. Other instances of the man code. Uh, punishing adultery. Meaning that men could not, ju- remember I, I, I told you this, man, coach, you out here belittling this man. Nah, nah, we ain't big up in adultery, y'all. Where's the guy at? Where's he at? We're not big up in adultery. We're not letting ninjas sleep with ninjas' wives and fiancés. This guy right here. So when I shame him, not only does the woman get shamed, the man gets shamed. The man might get his life snuffed out. Nah, you ain't sleeping with another ninja's wife. We ain't letting that happen. That's man code. So I'm supposed to big up him because he can't get no puss out here. Well, let's send him to the house of whoredom and let him get his meat fixed for a couple of dollars. No, that's tricking, coach. Okay, let him bang an old Mary fat woman in. See, that's where we gone with it. We've lost our code. We lost our code. That's biblical, by the way. Thou should not cover thy neighbor's wife. Thou should not commit adultery. I don't promote adultery. I don't. I don't big up it. I don't reward you. I don't say, yeah, man, target them. I don't do it. I don't like it. It's a sin, and of course, I'm a sinner, but I don't big up shit like that because that's a way to get your ass killed. That's a way to get your life taken. All right, and I ain't trying to risk get my life taken for no puss. So, yes, he needs to get shamed. He needs to get bashed. That's patriarchy. That's patriarchy, all right? Um, what else? Poly, concubines, and harems. That's patriarchy. A lot of people were like, well, the women didn't have a chance. Well, what is poly, concubine, and harems? Po- polygyny, concubines, and harems ensure. It ensures the women don't have to become prostitutes. It ensures that the woman is not on welfare. It ensures that the woman is kept. It ensures that the woman can eat. It ensures that the woman can became, become clean. It ensures that she doesn't have to be out in the red light district. It ensures that she's not in poverty. It ensures that she's not out here becoming a single mother. It ensures that she's not out here 304 and then thotting. That's patriarchy. That's why there's harem and concubines. These are women who are supported by somebody that can't support them. Because otherwise, without that, these women will not be supported. They'd be out here on welfare and WIC and EBT and buying wigs and stragging and selling pussy. The exact same thing we have going on today. But these women want monogamy at the end of whoredom. It's out of control. That would be patriarchy. Yeah, it sucks for the women. But ladies, what do you have today? You, You don't have good today. You got a paycheck and that's about it. You're in debt, overweight, other man's kids. Out here on WIC, EBT, you're out here straggling, out here selling pussy on the side. So really, what do you want, ladies? You guys want the existing system or do you want patriarchy? What do you want? This is why there was concubines and harems. This is why there was polygamy and polygyny. Because that man can afford to maintain them. So that the women aren't here in the red light district and struggling. You find a use. And it wasn't just sexual. It wasn't. It was to support the woman. Otherwise, she's going to be out here causing a problem, which today's society of women are doing. They're out here single, and they're renegades, and they're causing problems. You got hookup culture. You wouldn't have hookup culture if you had 
polygamy, polygyny, concubines, harems, and regulated prostitution. You would not have hookup culture. That would not be an incentive to be that. But it is what it is. What about this? It put the women and children first to protect, to prevent them being harmed. Not rescuing them, but preventing the harm. You prevent the harm. You don't rescue them from their own misguided decisions. Today, we have women that are doing crazy shit and they want to be rescued and using rescue in place of protection or protection in place of rescue. You need to protect me because this guy went upside my head with a brick. Well, um, I would have prevented the guy from going upside your head with a brick by not having your ass out here looking like you're looking. That's protection, not rescuing. It's called prevention. It's called maintenance, not repair. And the last part of it is, the last part of it is, custody of children, since the father was the head of household, custody primarily in patriarchy goes to the male. For those who think that it shouldn't be this way, well, I will just guide you back to the statistics of single parent child uh, raised children. They are the worst performing children on record in the history of mankind. They are the biggest criminals. They, they, are, they are filling up the jails and prisons. They kill. They drop out of school. They become pregnant. Not all of them, but at greater, uh, they delete themselves. They prostitute. They do drugs at greater rates than any other type of children. But in a matriarchal gynocentric society, we give women the children in the tender years. And don't make the correction to put the children back to the men. Prior to the tender years in patriarchy, the children in divorce or in breakup go to the father. And that's even true today. In fact, in Japan, there are women now trying to change that because in some cultures, Middle East and Asian cultures, the children go to the father. All right. And let me show you that real quick as a, a point of reference. Here it is. In Japan, divorce can mean lost access to children and losing access to children. Many parents want to change that. Who's, who's fighting? These women look like the men. Why? Because in Japan, the children go to the males. They go to the father. Why? Because they're going to do better for it. They're going to be, do better. Now the women are like, We're, we, we can't see our kids. All right, but the men are going to do a better job with them. Statistics show that. It's not even an argument. But because of the tender years dark doctrine in the United Kingdom, and of course we're sister country to them, we've now been told that the women need to have the kids in the early years prior to age five. But what happens? Nobody corrects it. Then the woman keeps the custody to five through 12, 12 through 18. And as a result, look at what we have. Now you have girls that are 13 taking bus passes to Newport uh, Virginia getting throttled by 33 year olds. Now you have this crazy culture. Now you have the, uh, uh, you, you have the Sephora girls, All right? This is what we have. It's what we have, bro. And it is what it is. Let me get to these super chats, man. Let me get to these super chats. Why patriarchy is the answer. Does it? And, and, and is our, our, yeah, the mental health is even worse on single mother raised kids. Mental health is worse. All right. So, um, a lot of people don't want to hear this. The women are going to say, yeah, but what about, okay, but what about what? It's a, get, what's your trade-offs? 
What, what do you want? What do you want to give up? You can have what you want today, which is chaos. You can have what you have, which is no chance at finding love in marriage. You can have renegades. You have no, you have hookup culture. You have what you have. You have a decaying society, degradation. You have uh, 12-year-old girls doing X, Y, and Z, and God knows what. Okay, you can have that if you want, but you're not going to get protection from men because you can't because men have no incentive to protect. And you're not listening to man protect at all anyway. You don't want it. You can't tell me what to do. Okay. So I'm not going to tell you what to do. You, you take away my protection models, then I don't protect. Where are we at here? <laughs> we got a lot of super chats. John Angelo says, my boy hitting threes like Ray Allen. Shout out to you. Did I get you? Uh, Deshaun Rose says, yo, hit the like button, sub, and share this knowledge. I don't know, man, what says that Ray Ray clip I learned a long time ago. All you had to do is lay the pipe and don't be disrespectful. Mean when y'all break apart, the doors are wide open indeed. So the belittling of women is actually counterproductive. Calling them is counterproductive. They will always be yours. All right. Um, shout out to um, Sucker for Love Ninja says, is that Scott Sharman or Angel Soft? I don't know. I don't know. Steven Russell says, these beach ninjas are agents of chaos. They are the problem weak. And I agree. Abel returns to even says, have you heard of the book Sex and Culture by JW, uh, JDUN, which predicted the collapse of the West by 2060? Please check it out. It says we are beyond hope. And all, everything points to we're not, we're not pivoting out of this. So do, prepare as you wish. All right, but I have no hope. All right, there's no, there's no change. I think we're in too deep. Feminism was the cancer, and eventually that cancer is going to kill us. All right, it's not going to be what the West once was. See, I'm looking this up here. All right, but it's not, by, by the way, what I mean is it's not going backwards, guys, period. We're not going back to traditionalism anytime soon. We're in too deep. Shout out to Brown 310. Keep your foot on Mitch's neck. CGA still the realest. Mikey says the sex addict starts young. The sex addict started young, and it started from substance abuse, smoking cigarettes, drinking. Coach, you don't miss. Play the acknowledge me. Yeah. Uh, Toussaint says high earners, not rich, yet Henry acronym. Oh, that's the acronym. High earners, not rich yet. Okay, that's, that's Henry. Thank you for clearing that up. Tony, Tony the praying mantis older women who know witchcraft are very dangerous in 1991 a man was killed by a witch is it's called the Christopher Chase story should do a show on it okay thank you for letting me know that Christopher Chase a uh, witchcraft is big too yeah witchcraft is a big one I did an episode on witchcraft perhaps I'll do another one but people underestimate that too yeah I mean it's right in your face Deshaun Rose says tires but coach they only got 385 in their purse Agent Machine says Michael Irvin caught another case in Allen, Texas. Hope he listens to CGA, the best defensive coordinator ever. What's worse, it seems he didn't even clap. Another one. Michael Irvin again in trouble. Damn. This ninja can't stay out of trouble, guys. Look, man, this whole, because Michael Irvin is one of these guys who depends on charm. I'm charming. Uh, charm, charm is not good. Uh, Casanova was charming players and pimps and the, the guys think charm is going to get you uh, uh, get you a long way but you misuse charm you misuse charm a uh, bad actor and it keeps getting you in trouble 
All that mouthpiece shit is going to get you in trouble. Because here's, here's the thing about the mouthpiece. When you're young, it's cool, right? But once you get past a certain age, you're going to look like a goddamn creep. All right, so, right? And Michael Irvin, it worked for him when he was rich and recognizable. He does look kind of old and kind of weird with his old-ass 1980s mustache and his teeny-weeny afro. He looks weird doing the shit. So, with that being said, he looked like an old creep, an old man doing it. So, that, that charm shit don't work when you old like that and you're just going to walk up to a random person who don't know who you are with your charm shit. Shout out to Mark B, a super chat for the troop. CGA, he says, we missed the bug. Wait, sorry, we thought the bug and the jab was something but 2024 is already one hell of a ride. Buckle up and bunker down, you mishes. Indeed. Aaron Guy says, if patriarchy is very dominant, would there still be incels or less sexually active males? Well, I, I answered that in that the regulation of prostitution solves for that. I mean, I know people don't want to deal with it, and you don't have to do it, and you can say you're going to catch an STD, but I'm just, I'm just saying. That's that's where the regulation went. Even for frustrated male us uh, uh husbands, it's all for it. And it was not it was probably immoral, but it wasn't it wasn't criminal. And that's where a lot of men stop short of doing it. They're like I'm going to go to jail. <laughs> right? I don't want to go to jail. Some men stop short. I don't want to pay for it. I want to get it. I want to get it. I want to make a woman give it to me. Okay, I mean guys, in a patriarchal society, women don't just give up sex that easy. So you're missing the point in a society that's stabilized where the women can't be out here fornicating and hooking up. You're not going to get it that easy. So what are you going to do? You're either going to marry someone or you're going to go to the house of whoredom, right? But guys want it to be perfect and it's just not going to be perfect. You guys want the perfect scenario. It's not going to be that in order for you to get it. You're going to have to be Casanova. And bounce and bounce and bounce around from town to town, getting ran off the block, getting ran off the block because you're trying to talk to my daughter. You're not talking. You're not going to come from your your town and move in and talk to my daughter. I'm going to put a shotgun in your face. That's patriarchy. You see what I mean? It, you guys can't have it always, man. Shout out to 2K teacher coach. I got to give a donation for these gems you dropping. Holy W, you killing it. And he says, I usually can't watch these shows this late, but man, I'm glad I tuned in CGA for life. All right. Seminole says that's this truth. He says crazy, but like the good book says, ain't nothing new under the sun for real. Women might hate the rules, but nature functions on order. It's vital. Today we have chaos and mostly it's organized by women's emotions. Well, I feel this and I feel that and guys are weak. They back down. And then we let it go on. And then sooner or later, she crying. Cassie. So we let Cassie be a skeezer for 10 years for Diddy, unmarried. And now she's a victim. Guys, patriarchy would have solved for that. The father wouldn't let, would not have sold Cassie in prostitution to Diddy, allegedly. We wouldn't have let her be unmarried for 10 years and waste 10 years on Diddy. We, wouldn't have saw, we would have solved for it. We wouldn't have let it go down. We either would have put her in the house of prostitution under a madam or we would have had her married. Daddy would have had her married. You see? You see what happens? Now we got to rescue Cassie and make her be a victim. She's not a victim. She's a volunteer. Well, she shouldn't. She was a volunteer. She put herself in that position. 
because she thought she could make her own decisions and her dumb ass met the big bad wolf. That's what we, I would have warned her of that. We would have prevented for that. We would have saw for that. She would have been property for that. We would have got money. We would have at least got a dowry or a bride price. But of course, uh, feelings, love. <laughs> All right. Nah, she volunteered for that shit. Let her live that shit out. All right, shout out to Monster Lab because I'm not going to rescue her. Monstro Lab says yet another enlightening stream free agent lifestyle for life. Shout out to our brother here. It says the Bible says beware of charismatic tongue. That's from Ralphie. Shout out to Ralphie B. Beware of charismatic tongue. I'm charismatic. But yeah, you you know the charm guys, the charisma, the charisma, always smiling and ha- that that charismatic personality is a bad actor more likely than not. You want to run them off the block. You want to run them off the block. Those guys have bad intentions for your culture. 100%. Mm. Okay, hold on for a second. Did I get Xavion with the Epstein thing? Yes, I did. Shout out to Lamont James found one of the KS episodes where he shot at you out CGA and gave you props for your Juco term. You guys got to give me those uh, links. You got to link it to me. Uh, on locals all right thank you brother shot and shout out to him you know a lot of times we tell people that he don't shout us out but he did this ninja went looking for it shout out to you all right uh no government name bh says ruby frank pleaded guilty to four count felony counts of aggravated child abuse she will be sentenced in february and will likely serve a prison term that was the mother in utah if i'm not mistaken no government name sb sd these are the best shows when you go in on history and the agenda it makes you question everything. Why do you think the you-know-who puts things in motion when they know they won't live to see it? Well, they're on a different agenda. You guys got to understand power. Um, people make decisions for other people to win in the future. Like, they know they won't see these things in existence. All right? Uh, most companies that exist today, the original founder, dead long time ago, way before the success, Dodge, Ford, all the gas companies, all these people long gone and dead, but their legacy persists and continues on. Even the influence of what they call, um, what they call, um, I can't think of the word. It begins with a P, uh, but, um, damn, I can't think of the word, but, um, when you give back, I can't think of the word. Philanthropy, philanthropy, uh, philanthropy, suggests that you won't even see the results until years later. In fact, the, um, <laughs> why am I forgetting names? The John D. Rocker, the John Rockefeller Foundation of Philanthropy, even the Andrew Carnegie uh, Philanthropy gives away $5 million a year. And they've been long dead. And they still confluent, uh, control and influence public education, textbooks, and so forth and so on. So, guys, this is the, this is the, when, when you get enough money and power, you don't think about what you're going to do today. You think about your legacy hundreds of years later and you will, right? You, you're going to be existing. You're immortal. You're, you're immortal. You're going to be crystallized, satellite. You're going to have influence long time before you're dead. That's the ego of power. Um, anyway, shout out to, uh, Deshaun Rose says, I remember you speaking of Casanova, uh, almost a year ago. I thought the topic was boring, but at the end of the day, I wish you'd speak on him again. And he says right here, true history at its finest. Thank you for the brief recap again, coach. Thank you. 
No government name SD says before C-19, I found this space. I just ran. Wait a minute. Before C-19 and I found this space, I just ran with CNN. So about 10 years ago, when my cousin told me to come with her to this protest march, I said, okay, coach, I don't even know what I marched for. I wonder how many guys have been there. A lot of guys go to protests with because there's going to be women there. Facts. And we actually had a video that showed women were going to protest because there were going to be black men there. These were white women that like black men. Yo, man, the game, I'm giving y'all so much game. Like, people just show up because there are going to be people there. It's wild as fuck. I actually have a video of some white men, white women saying they're going to go to the Black Lives Matter protest because there's going to be black men out there. Bruh, these, I mean, normies, normies are normies, and they had the signs, and they was chanting. <laughs> like these, Man, people ain't shit. People ain't shit. I don't trust people, man. Zabian says, shout out to you, and this is a sponsorship. Where are we at here? He says, it's been a fire week of shows, and you've been doing a one hell of a job. It's beyond the spirit of Elijah at this point. You're Elijah reincarnated in the modern area. Thank in the modern era. Thanks for all that you do. Appreciate you, sir. All right, let's see how far behind I am. I think I got everybody. Maybe PayPal. Maybe PayPal. I have no idea. Hope I'm not too, too far behind. And looks like I'm not, but I'm going to get these brothers here and sisters. I know there's some sisters in there. No government name says. I wish a nigga would. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's one of my favorite sound effects, too. All right. Here we go right here. Uh, let's see here. We got two more, three more, three more, and we're going to get it going here. We got our brother here, double A.A. Ron in the building, A.A. Ron B. We back. Thank you for the support. Was that a co-sponsorship? It was. Shout out to you. Wait, there it is. I'm All right, we got two more. And it is Jacob says, great show, coach. The times we are living in now will just be another page in history books 100 years from now. And people in the future will think we were tripping. Yep, and there's going to be a guy like me 100 years from now uh, talking about they're going to be playing a video of me or looking at my goofy ass. And they're going to be like, what these hoes was out here doing? <laughs> All right, what are we doing here? No government name. Shout out to you here. And they say, and that's a co-sponsorship. They say first time Gen Z contributor and today's two streams were masterfully, masterfully put together. Keep teaching the truth, but the truth hurts. New, 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 new world order. Uh, if you disagree with anything, you have to tell me where I was wrong. No, don't tell me I missed a point here and there in the whole entire thing. The entire thing, the presentation, patriarchy versus the society we're in chaos. You have to tell me. Where I was wrong. Don't tell me I got a historical fact wrong. Don't tell me I misread, misunderstood a word. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the entire thesis. The entire thing. Is it wrong to suggest that, yes, patriarchy ensured not just the protection of men, but also the protection of women and children? And is it true that today the least protected people are women and children? And men. All right. Based on my presentation. Add, comment, comment for the algorithm, subscribe to this channel, and you're going to get more stuff later today. Let's take you out with a little bit of takeout Thursday. 
Um, and uh, let's take it to the girls that's paying their rent today. Shout out to her. This is what it's going to look like tonight on Takeout Thursday. Shout out to everybody, man. <laughs> oh, no. This is terrible. Oh, the humanity. Somebody going to get their rent paid. Shout out to uh, Sucker for Love Ninja says, you missed the point, and I disagree. Thank you, brother. Yeah, it's going to be one of these days out here. Yeah. Yay. Hey. 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 Yay. Yay. Hey. Wait. Where's she at? Wait a minute. Hold on. That ain't it. Oh, I lost the woman. Where's she at? Oh, there she is. There she is right there. Hey. 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 Hey, let's go. Yay. 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 Hey. Hey. <laughs> Indeed. What kind of fuck you give me? Indeed. Let's go. Hey. Hey. Buck coin. She paid him buck coin. Hey, it's a cold, cold world out here. Fold up like origamis out here. Let's go. Take out Thursday. <laughs> All right, man. All right, shout out to the coach gang. We out of here. Peace. <laughs>